Hello. Hello. Who is this? Squiggy. Squiggy. <laughs> I don't know if I'm talking to Squiggy. I gotta check my social media to see if I'm still if I'm still talking to Squiggy or not. Hello. Oh, it's Squiggy. Hey, what's up, buddy? What the f is going on down there? Episode 431 of WTFTFW is here on October 27, 2016. Uh, this is Vangelis speaking, and I'm joined by Seth Buzzard. Hello. Hi. I can't stop looking at Lenny and Squiggy pictures. I'm sorry. No, why would you be sorry? I, hey, I, I just need, I just need soft, softer sheets. Uh-huh. That one's for that one's for like at least one person out there. Uh, Seth, you want to know something weird? Uh, I'd love to know something weird. At, at, uh, I don't know why. Whenever I'm on here, I introduce myself as "Hi, this is Vangelis." When I'm now, whenever I'm like on a panel or anything, and they're like, "Introduce yourself," I'm just like, "Oh, hi, I'm Chris from WTF and TFW." It's really odd. And then do people go, "Who?" So I usually throw in, "Hi, I'm, I'm Chris from Vangelis.ca and WTF and TFW." Okay. I'm I'm triple branding. Um, Seth, also, I don't have any Coke Zero left in the house. Oh, sucks for you. So I have it's this, probably for the better, though. I have this bottle of Coca-Cola Life. Okay. I'm going to pop over. This is sweetened from natural sources. Yeah. Uh, is, this, is this your first experience? Yes, I've never drunk this before. Um, I have a couple of times, but it's been a while. So this has uh, this is new in Canada. Uh, it says 8% carbohydrates per bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got some, it's got sugar in it, but it also has stevia. So yes. that's weird. Uh, anyway, I'm going to crack her open. I have not tried this at all. Because every time I want to try it, I just had a Coke Zero, and I'm like, well, that's just going to make this weird. I'm going to go fresh. <laughs> it's just been in your house for like three months. Basically, I keep looking at it. it tastes okay. It uh, tastes better than Diet Coke. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm really glad to say it doesn't taste like regular Coke, because I can't drink that anymore. Like, that just tastes like gum in my mouth now. Yeah, it is like it's been a while. It is different than regular Coke, but it doesn't have that aspartame thing that I can't stand. Yeah, like that plastic film. Yeah. Well, it's I don't know. It's almost like a I don't know how to describe it. It's been a while since I've had anything with aspartame in it because I do my best to avoid. And then, you know, whether or not aspartame is like awful for you or not, there's counter arguments it, they, uh, i just don't like the taste yeah like the, the only like i was actually kind of bummed out a little bit to find out there's aspartame and coke zero because i had always or not always but for a while i thought oh it's just, it's sucralose it's a, it's a different sweetener but coke zero also has some aspartame in it yeah and i was kind of bummed out because i don't really again i don't really care either way and i think that if anyone's going to make the judgment call on whether or not that stuff's good or bad for you given how much i've read that person's not going to be me i'm not going to be the one who discovers the truth uh so uh for now i'm I'm fine with it but um yeah because coke zero tastes so much different from from diet coke to me uh but then i don't know if in that case i'm being because i read that i might be getting like subconsciously affected by the black label on it which makes me feel cool uh (laughs) i read that's a thing with coke zero who knows man uh i just got back 
a couple days ago from TFCon Chicago. Uh, where, boy, my arm's tired. Exactly. They actually were a little bit tired. I had a heavy knapsack. And I had a pretty good time. Uh, did some stuff. Me and Aaron recorded the episode before this. Uh, I'm not sure yet if by the time this episode comes out, the two podcast panels will be up because I'm not handling the post-production on those since uh, they were multi-show podcasts, which is the thing TFCon's doing going forward. Uh, it's an interesting experience, though, and we're going to... So we're, we're just not good enough for them anymore. That's right. They, they hate us. No, we're... Uh, Actually, I'm, I'm I'm in contact with uh, David, who's doing a lot of the uh, the stuff about um, what he refers to as pro fan representation, which is like podcasters, video makers, etc. People who create pro stuff fan. that is, yeah. I, he convinced it's. I had a moment, and he convinced me that that's not what that means, and I was like, okay, because. <laughs> I don't, I'm I don't, a professional fan. Yeah, it's like there's, there's there's a certain language I don't like using, but it, it's it's just shorthand for fans who create media that is uh, consumed by other fans. I believe uh, we were. Well, we, this my was a take very late it, night conversation too. Okay, like the the way just my brain parses it is like in sports, a pro athlete gets paid to play where an amateur doesn't. Yeah. Like a college player doesn't get paid. Um, wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> so maybe you're a pro fan because you make a couple of bucks from YouTube. I ain't never made a dime off any of this stuff. So that's that's different than how it's a my, the first time I heard pro fan. My thought was like, don't, doesn't that mean like fans who go on to work on Transformers itself, like fans who become professionals working on the brand? But that's apparently like completely sideways from. Yeah, no, those Literal are means. crossovers. That's crossover. Yeah, those are cameo appearances. Well, no, you crossed over from fan yeah. to. Yeah, you sold out. Those are sellouts. Like an actual person. You sold. You sold out <laughs> to Big Transformer. Uh, I just realized how bad that sounds by saying you become an actual person. <laughs> <laughs> Not like any of these fans. No, these subhuman. Anyway, we had a good TFCon. Uh, it was uh, it was fun. I met a lot of folks. I had, I had a lot of chatter with uh, Greg from 3A, who's a pretty cool guy. Um, and yeah, uh, coming off of there, there was some news that dropped, like, on the way to TFCon. And Seth, we're going to talk about, like, a majority of it, because I didn't really get to talk about it at the show all that much. All right. Uh, the first thing is the Walgreens Brainstorm Saga is complete. Uh, not for me. Well, I mean, as far as, like, whether or not he's at. Because now he's at. Uh, Brainstorm showed up at some Walgreens on my way to TFCon. And then Not as of mine. today, uh, you can order him online from Walgreens.com. Uh, where the Walgreens site will also tell you if he's available at a Walgreens near you. But uh, he's 20 bucks on Walgreens.com. Uh, if you scroll down and click find at a store and put your postal code in or your city. Um, I tried out uh, like New York and it was very... It was very granular in how deep it went it was like oh there are two to five at this location but eight to 20 at this location and i was like okay buddy all right <laughs> i just needed a yes or no um but yeah if you want a walgreens brainstorm and you've got 20 bucks in shipping kicking around or you buy two i guess to get the free shipping uh now's your time uh we can all end this national nightmare together is that the sound of you going on to walgreens.com right now yeah i'm looking <laughs> all right uh, the, in the, in the topic list, the front page link, I think has a direct link. Well, I'm already on the site. I'm just 
trying to Back find up. it. I'm gonna keep spelling things wrong. I'm gonna distract you with a direct link in our Skype chat. But the people want to hear me type. I know, but you can you can keep fake typing. Wow. Okay. Well, just searching straight for brainstorm didn't help me. I'm gonna That's use weird. your link. <laughs> okay, there he is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Find it in a store. So if you type in your city, I think. Oh, uh, just auto detected. Oh. Look at this. Fan- oh yeah, because of oh my- yeah, the, okay. Well, the the I checked the one in Rona Park on Sunday. None. Now it says ten plus. Yeah, they uh, they thanks were- thanks for Rona Park. I read a report on I think Twitter. Someone is either Twitter or it was in the thread. Someone said like today they went to a Walgreens. There were none there. They asked the manager who they got a nice manager. Uh, told him the sitch. Manager went in the back and came back with like an entire case of brainstorms. And they bought them all. That's right. Because they're a dirty scalper. <laughs> uh, anyway, the brainstorm adventure is now, like, there's no more wondering. You know, he's out and about. So, uh, PSA. Uh, Seth, I, I'm assuming, sounds like you're, you're interested in brainstorm. Oh, yeah. It's one of the Headmaster 7. Yeah. All right. Also, He's an exclusive, and that makes him more exciting. That's right. Uh, his packaging does not say anything about Walgreens, and I found that kind of disappointing. Yeah, I've noticed that with some exclusive lately. Like, there were some Target exclusives, uh, Transformers, other stuff I've seen lately that doesn't that didn't have the little Target emblem on them. Yeah, and, like, even as I just said that, I realized how weird it sounded where I was like, I want the branding of the franchise that is distributing this exclusive to be present on the packaging. And it's like, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Um, I guess this, the, I was, before I opened him, I was sitting there not quite able to open him yet. Cause I had to film the package and I had to get home and etc. And I was like, Oh, it'd be cool if this had a Walgreens logo and it didn't. And then I sighed. Yeah, well, after we checked that Walgreens, we decided to get something to eat, and there's a Popeye's chicken across the street, mm-hmm. and then we decided that we probably should never go back. There's a Popeye's in Toronto, and I was pre-warned to never go to Popeye's. Well, we had eaten from there in the past, and it's always an adventure at the Runa Park Popeye's. It's a, I think they hire uh, convicts exclusively, <laughs> and and like people from halfway houses maybe um but hey, so listen, we both ordered chicken strips popeye the sailor man is a humanitarian yeah right so we both ordered chicken strips and it seemed that they cooked them the absolute minimum amount of time Ew. so they were fine except for anywhere where the batter was slightly thicker <laughs> At which case, it was just like this wet, doughy goo in between the the cooked breading and the chicken. That was so gross, I like took several of the pieces back to the counter and asked for different ones. Like, don't- like there's this uncooked goo in here. Can I have some cooked ones, please? <laughs> don't go to Popeye's. <laughs> don't go to Popeye's. All right, there's no spinach. It's chicken now. It's clearly not OG Popeye. He probably sold it. It's not what Popeye would have wanted. Um, moving on from Brainstorm, we also had a new reveal <laughs> for Takara's uh, Unite Warriors stuff. And the link I put in does not seem to work. I believe there is a letter no. P appended to the back of it. 
Well, I found it the hard way the before hard, we started. Found so. it, you found it the hard way? Yeah. That's never not funny to me. I, I'm sorry. Um, That's all right. You're allowed to find things humorous. Yeah, you know, just doing it proper. Um, so they're they're gonna do what I wanted them to do before Unite Warriors is over. They are doing Valdegis, Baldegis Ruination uh, to go with the Black Convoy that came out in 2014. Uh, this guy has also made some folks, at least one person, I can't remember who now, someone on my Twitter feed. So it's like that that narrows it down to like 20 or 30 people. Uh, this looks like a better package than Unite Warriors Bruticus was. Because you're getting all the toys from him in their uh, car robots colors. But the guns are a mixture of uh, Combaticon guns and Unite Warriors Devastator guns. And they're topping it off with giving him the Combiner Wars Computron hands and feet that Unite Warriors Computron didn't even get. Uh, so this looks like a damn good package that doesn't even need any add-on parts to be able to stand in various postures without risk. Uh, I think this looks amazingly good, uh, and I am going to try to order it when it comes out. Uh, Seth, are you much up in the House of Baldigus? Um, It does look good. Uh, it did activate a little bit of a nostalgia from those days, which was my getting back into Transformer days was because of car robots. Mm-hmm. Just stumbling across them on uh, the Imagined Anime web store. Oh, God. Yeah. And being like, whoa, this is what Transformers are now? This is kind of neat. And getting the uh, the three car brothers through there. And then being really excited when I found out it was all coming to the U.S. Yeah. So there's a little nostalgia there because that was my coming back to it. Um, I probably won't get this, though, because... Just cause he's one hundred seventy. He's one hundred seventy yeah. ish. It's a rough. It's a rough bite. Um, if they had not done that really good black convoy in twenty fourteen, uh-huh. there's a chance I would have like not pre ordered this and kind of just kept it on the side as a as a maybe thing at a convention. But this this completes a, this completes a two part experience that I've been waiting now two years to complete. And I'm going to be waiting until next year, I guess, when this comes out. But. Uh, I'm I'm just really impressed that they they went above and beyond on this guy. Uh, the fully combined individual weapons for guns is something the Combiner Wars should have been doing from day one. So I'm glad that at least one of these guys is reaping that benefit. Uh, I mean, Unite Warriors Computron kind of does as well, but uh, maybe I'm just being mean because he he comes with hand foot guns and this guy comes with the stuff that he should have come with. Um, so this is coming out in March, I believe, uh, late March. So you know, basically. April. Uh, and yeah, full pictures are up, so check that out. If you are interested, Ruination will awaken again. The only thing I'm wondering, given that they have used like both uh, length, like they've used in the Katakana on Unite Warriors, they've written everyone's name the way it was in Japanese G1, but then the English language stuff is American G1. So stuff like Devastator, his Katakana says Devastar, but then underneath it's written Devastator or Computron, you know, they, they wrote in Katakana, Computacon, and I wrote Computron underneath in English. So I wonder if this guy is going to be like Valdigus, Baldigus in Katakana, but then underneath, is it going to say, like, Ruination? And then are they going to use all the super goofy Ruination names, like Muvor, on the packaging? <laughs> like, well, that's actually something I am legitimately excited about discovering. That's, that's, that's where my nerdness comes in here. Uh, but that, that reveal was nothing compared to what was revealed literally the day before TFCon. 
which was uh, the first shots, proper shots from a magazine of what is now confirmed to be an official Takara Tomy Masterpiece Megatron version 2, um, featuring a whole bunch of 86 movie-related uh, accessories, like replacement face and chest to make him look all banged up. Uh, his proportions are very much like he looked in the 86 movie, which, as was explained to me, is something that I always forget, but... Like, if you squint and think about it, it makes sense. The 86 movie used animation models that were ever so slightly different from the season one and two cartoon models. Um, this guy also uh, is coming with features up the butt. Like, he's got the old cannon face uh, gimmick that the G1 toy had. Uh, if you remove his face and just leave it removed, he's got his x-ray scan stuff from his reformatting under there. Um, to me, the highlight of the figure is the fact that he comes with a, a chain mace where you can swap out the chain for a jointed pseudo chain so that the thing is not succumbing to gravity when you try to do photo shoots. That's something I wish more companies were doing in general. Um, he also comes with that stupid purple hat, uh, and the key to Vector Sigma, etc., etc. Uh, really the only thing I got to say about this guy that is not positive is two things. Number one. This is kind of a light one, because it's not ruining the toy for me. I just don't really like his lower body proportions all that much. I feel like his his pelvis has kind of been yanked up a little bit, uh, is yeah. the best way I can describe it. And also, that view from the, the rear and the top-down view, where you can see the top of his collar, that is a sea of hinges. And current Masterpiece has been really good about not having transformations that I just don't like. like even tracks. Is fast enough where I don't mind it. And so I'm, I'm holding out that, like, this will probably be a pretty fun transformation. But especially that rear view, I, I am really having a moment of, like, having recently messed with Despotron and Mitron, the two current third-party solutions to this that did a real clever job. I'm like, is this going to be more like the other one, Apollyon, where the way they solve this puzzle is just a bajillion moving parts? Uh, I'm hoping it's not the case, and it probably won't be the case, but until I see how this guy works, I'm a little worried about that. Otherwise, I think he's fine. Like, I'm going to get him. Um, I, I really like the head sculpts, uh, but that that's my biggest worry right now. Yeah, I was really glad I had uh, forced the, the girlfriend to watch the 86 movie when I did, so when I said, look, then she understood the references of, like, the missing... Like the the X-ray scan under the faceplate thing, yeah, and the all the mushed up head and chest piece. I'm like, it's just like in the movie, and she's like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, um, Seth, uh, are are you feeling pretty good about this one at a glance? Yeah, and it, it is disappointing seeing all the the chunks in the back and from above, but I figure it's still ahead of that first. Hot Rod slash Rodimus masterpiece mm. where he only looked good straight on and from the side or back it looked awful. Oh yeah. But oh, yeah. here Megatron looks good from the front and the side and kind of bad in the back. So yeah. he, he's ahead of that Hot Rod at the very least. And I, I was reminded in a small way of the original masterpiece Megatron, because at TFCon, uh, while I was at Chosen Prime's booth, the guy had bought the, that golden re-release of the original one, oh. and he came up to Chosen Prime and basically was like, I don't know how to turn this into a gun, can you guys help me, because I'm stuck. And so I stuck around and, and then eventually had to help out, and I was like, wow, I forgot how <laughs> stupidly hard it is to to do the last part of this transformation. 
I've never opened my Masterpiece Megatron. It's an irritating toy. There's actually a lot about that toy I don't mind, especially knowing now that it was designed in like two days. But there's a lot about it that that, uh, already didn't age well when it was new. Um, And also I had to tell the guy who had just bought it while we were messing with it. I was like, by the way, you see these two two, uh, hooks on the the hip skirts? Uh, Those will break off eventually. There's nothing you can do about it. So you might as well get yourself ready now. Um, don't be sad. <laughs> just break them off. I almost asked him if he wanted me to just break them off, but I was like, nah, that's too mean. <laughs> but I, I felt like I really had to tell the guy, especially since we were trying to help him transform it. I was like, you see what these things are trying to do? Slotting in here with all the weight of the diecast behind them? Like, they will probably snap off, so don't worry. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if we have a price on this guy yet. All we know is he's coming out next year. And uh, I'm I'm super excited about him. I uh, I still I think between him, Mitron, and Make Toys Despotron, the Make Toys one is probably the one that I am still the most impressed by, just for how clean a robot mode it got by doing such a such a trick in reimagining how the transformation works. But I don't know how this new official one transforms, and this one might do something really cool. Given like all those hinges in the back, to me mean either. It does something really cool, or it's not going to be fun to transform. And, you know, we'll know that eventually. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to this. Looking forward to the, uh, I guess, the coming months as magazines share more and more information. Uh, I expect by February or March, they'll probably have shown, like, a, you know, a photo sequence of some of the transformation mechanism. And that's that's super exciting to me. And it, I'm also excited just to see a third solid solution to the puzzle of how you get a gun to look like a good Megatron because the original masterpiece Megatron did a valiant attempt. Didn't really go that well. Uh, the first third party one, Apollyon, um, did it through sheer attrition of moving parts, which meant transforming. It was no fun. Uh, the next two third party ones hit a nice balance. And, uh, this one could, could really be like, you know, the third part of that Trinity. So we'll find out. We will. Uh, I also accidentally closed the tab with the topic list while I was clicking through all these links because I, you know, I did that thing where I always want to have all my tabs clean. Yes. Uh, and I, in doing so, I accidentally closed the tab with the topic list, so I have to go back and find it. Oh my goodness! I'm, I'm Poor here tab all, management. I'm all I'm here all weekend. Uh, oh, you know what? TFCon stuff. Uh, hey, remember when web browsers didn't have tabs and you oh, just had to have like hella browser windows open? I, I can't even think about that. You like the thought of having fifty windows open? Like I, I had friends who did that. I could never have more than three windows open before I started to like get nervous. Like I just didn't well, like just all that stuff. Minimizing them. Well, that's the thing. I know. Like I had friends who would have like fifty minimized browser windows, and I just look at their. I look at their bottom bar, and it would just be like a valley of ridges and i just get like i don't know i get like an itch on my arm and i'd be like well, how can you live with that how, i don't know well i just moved that up from the bottom to the tab bar <laughs> it's the exact same thing so yeah once they had tab, like i guess it was just windows because like once we had tabs i became that monster with like 30 tabs open and ah man anyway seth you and me have talked about 3a a whole bunch yeah we in have past. let's talk about some new 3a Okay. Uh, They debuted their G1 Megatron to go with their G1 Optimus. The uh, the resin prototype of it debuted at TFCon. Uh, From what I understand, that resin prototype was finished about two days before it showed up at the show. 
Wow. So uh, it was hard for them to get all the licensing clearance to get that, uh, you know, cleared by Hasbro for for being seen. But they did. And uh, I got to mess with it a little bit. Not too much because it was resin. But it's got some cool things. Um, the you know, like that 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 pistol barrel that's sticking up behind him. Yes. Uh, that's on a double joint, so it can also like lower down over his shoulder as like another cannon, uh, if you so choose. Um, he's got lights in him. His eyes light up red. His his chest lights up blue. His cannon lights up blue, and then like the tip of the cannon lights up yellow. Uh, posable hands, swappable parts. He's got a sword which has a like if you look at the close up of the sword in the photos. There's kind of a rectangle cut out of the handle. Uh, that's a tab that can fold down of out of either side, so you can have it tab into his palm. Uh, the Transformers guys uh, at 3A are extremely um, particular about there being tabs on handles and slots in palms, so that you're not relying on finger articulation to hold stuff. Um, Actually, Wood must be furious. They, they, they convinced him. They convinced him. Uh, about the wisdom of those ways. Uh, and yeah, the, the, the Megatron looked pretty cool. Um, he's got quite a nose. Uh, and him and Optimus, they both have a bit of a Shogun Warriors aesthetic of being very bottom-weighted in how they look. And uh, I believe they are going to be applying die-cast to the feet and the shins uh, as well. Um, but yeah, uh, I didn't I didn't really poke the Optimus all that much, but th- at, during a reviewer roundtable thing, we, we had a chance to kind of prod at the megatron and uh it was neat i don't know how do you feel about these g1 things both of them have aspects that i like and that i don't Mm. um a lot of what i don't like in megatron is the face sculpt Mm -hmm. and it's not really the nose that's bothering me it's the lips but then the combination of the lips and the nose it kind of looks like triple h let me get a better look at him here Oh, here's the pro. Oh my God, you're right. I hadn't thought about that at all. Cause I, I kind of don't mind the nose because I, I don't mind a pointy nose on a villain. Uh, yeah. But yeah, those those. God, that's all. <laughs> like I'm imagining all the that greasy Triple H hair sticking out the bottom of his helmet now. <laughs> and then like the eyes don't bug me, but I think the eyes are kind of weird because they like go all the way back around the side of his head it looks like i felt like they looked better when they lit up but now i'm trying to find a picture of them lit up to double check i think there's one in there it's at the bottom there we go yeah they're like yeah they sort of they make a bit more sense to me when they're red also because that's just megatron's eye color Mm -hmm. um but yeah they're they're definitely kind of wide like there's i think the face is where megatron's face is a lot more stylization going on than optimus's uh for sure now, in this one kind of close-up with his eyes lit up, it looks like there's some red under his chin, like down in his neck. Yes. Uh, I did so not... is it a light that's like in the torso and it shines up into the head instead I... of having lights in the head itself? I wasn't paying 100% attention when I saw the lights get turned on, but I believe all the switches were in the torso. Yeah. So it's not like you're gonna have to have like the uh, what do you? I think I think it's gonna be like uh, the ball socket, the ball of the ball socket joint lights up, and then like reflects inside the head. Yeah. Um, if that works like the the way that the light refraction worked on their Ultron's mouth, that could be pretty cool. Uh huh. Um, but it would be nice if there was some way to to close up the seam around the neck a bit tighter. Yeah, but they both have like 
some Ashley woodness to them, but not to a ridiculous extent. Mm-hmm. So they neither Megatron or Optimus is like that uh, Iron Man or the Zaku. Oh yeah, the Zaku is like a whole nother level of messed up. Well, the, the Zaku is <laughs> the one that you that a lot of people call out because that's like. It's kind of like the, the textbook example of, like, the artist came first on that one. Because uh, it's, it's kind of just like a giant gas mask robot. Yeah. I uh, wonder if Ashley got sick of people giving him grief for that. And that's why he seems to be settling down a little bit with these projects. I don't recall precisely what was in the interview I shot with Greg from 3A. I still have to edit that and put it up. But uh, I know that we talked a little bit about the like the means by which artistic interpretation was done on these these G1 designs as opposed to stuff like, you know, yeah, like the Iron Man or the Zaku. Um I can't remember if that came up in the interview or not, but I'll I'll know once I edit it, so this is probably a good reason to get that edited sooner than later. Um but yeah, these uh these guys are are going to be about 19 inches and uh, oh, one thing that wasn't in the interview is uh the next one they're going to do is Bumblebee. Uh, Bumblebee will not be 19 inches. He will be more like 9 inches. Because uh, they're going for a G1 look. And he's going to come with Spike. Uh, Spike's going to be like a... Tomorrow King Spike. No, not a Tomorrow King. <laughs> they told me precisely. The face is not going to be a Tomorrow King face. It's going to be the, the Playmobil face that the World War Robot guys get. It's like with the dot eyes. Yeah, maybe not that much of an improvement. but I, I'm, I like that face a lot more than... I, well, I, the whoa. Tomorrow King face is so specifically Tomorrow Kings. Tomorrow King police so. were just outside going like you talking smack about Tomorrow King. Yeah, Tomorrow King, I don't like the idea of that face existing outside of that fiction because I just find it distracting. Um, but yeah, uh, Spike's going to have soft good clothes and basically be like a little, you know, a little 3A man as we've messed with before. Um, I think in the third party slides for the panel... There was a piece of Ashley Wood artwork of Bumblebee and Spike, but it was very watercolor style, so it's not like a a breakdown, you know, line art design of the actual toy. Yeah. Uh, as for Optimus, um, I overheard that uh, the articulation of his hands is something that uh, I think Greg is very particularly making sure works out in a certain way. He wants the hands to be posable um, in order to do some stuff, and uh, the axis like flip the bird. They didn't. Hey, all credit to them. They never once, at least not while I was there, had Optimus flip the bird. Well, that's because they did it behind your back. That may well they be. They waited until you were walking away, then they put him in the bird flipping pose and then shook him at you. If that happened, then you know, I'll, I'll, have, to sp- I'll have to speak to Greg about that. Uh, but I believe he said that the main thing he wanted Optimus to be able to do was give a proper thumbs up, uh, which is not something all posable hands are usually able to do unless very dedicated thumb joints are in place. So apparently that is the case with Optimus. Also, the Optimus on display is still not the finished uh, paint layout. They wanted they want to give him some more weathering, uh, make him look more three A ish. I hope not too much though. I hope like I was just thinking I kind of like the subtleness of this paint job. Yeah, but if that's not the actual paint job, then I don't know. It would be this plus more weathering, and the the only thing I'm worried about with the weathering is I would rather that weathering be, like, a caking of stuff on, like, the joints, you know, or near the feet, like, just sort of dust and dirt, 
The, yeah. one, the one thing I really don't want is the faux paint chipping. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't mind how much there is already, like, on the edges. That works for me. But on the movie Optimus, as good as that looked, I think it looked really good. Um, there were times where the silver paint applications for, for fake paint chipping looked more like silver paint to me than chip paint. And yeah. I, I think that's a bad thing. So I, I I think using silver paint streaks is is way riskier than just, like, what, what you got going on here with the... Uh, I guess kind of sponged on stuff around the edges. So yeah, I, I also hope the weathering doesn't go like I hope the weathering doesn't go specifically in that direction because uh, that bump me out. Yeah, like I don't need to see World War Robot style Transformers. I wouldn't mind that as like a variant on a smaller piece or something. Although but... I do have a morbid curiosity of to see what would happen if Ashley Wood went three or went full. World War Robot crazy with the redesigns just a of large, Transformers. Just a large Martin painted like Optimus Prime. Yeah. That, <laughs> I say that. I wouldn't be against that if that were happening on its own. Like Now that I'm thinking about it, that'd be kind of cute. Uh, they also had uh, they had their, their Dark of the Moon movie toys on display. The Starscream, uh, I don't believe, is out yet. So that, that was neat to see. It was, it was cool to see the four of them in ensemble. Uh, it was very eye-catching for a lot of people walking by that booth. And uh, they confirmed at this show that they've got the uh, licenses for Movie 4 and the upcoming Movie 5 as well. So, more oh, of that. Boy. More of the movies. And, uh, oh, the, the other the one other thing about their booth that's worth noting is they were selling uh, Movie Optimus, Movie Bumblebee, and Movie Megatron out of their booth. They brought some with them to sell. And uh, the way that they br- they had them like there, ready to go is that each figure was basically individually boxed in a shipping crate. So uh, when I was standing there getting ready for the interview, I believe it was an Australian girl, uh, or someone at least someone who lived in Australia, came up and said, oh, I want to buy this Optimus, but how can I... I Like, do you guys know a place where I can get a shipping box for this? And then, like, they just sort of put the Optimus shipping box with the figure inside on the table, and were like, ready to go, just put a label on it. And I thought that was cute. Like they were all they were all set, ready to go. Just stick a label on, and you can mail it to yourself. Piaw discovered that uh, if you had if you bought one from their table in the cardboard box, it was exactly the dimensions of a personal item for carry on on an airplane. Wow! So Piaw bought an Optimus <laughs> and carried it on the plane with him, and uh, he didn't tell me anything happened. And I told him that if he had any weird security things, he'd, he'd better let me know because that'd be hilarious. But uh, I think I think it all went okay. Um. And that's about it for the 3A news at TFCon. We also had a Kickstarter launch in the dealer room. Uh, Mayhem Mechanics Kickstarter for the Unrustable Bastards uh, kicked off. They had a laptop there that you could log into to 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 pledge on the spot. If you did pledge uh, at the show, they had an art print for you of the uh, that Akira shot that they've got going on. Um, and uh, they had a, a copy of the figure there, a resin copy, the one and only painted resin copy of the, the, the prototype. That thing is a lot bigger in person than it looks. Uh, they, I think they recently put up some side-by-side uh, shots of it with a bunch of other Cassie Sark designs. But that thing was, I thought this thing was like deluxe size. It is, it is bigger than a deluxe. It's like Voyager size at least. Yeah, but the, the smaller robot, that's like G.I. Joe size, right? It's Sor- like yeah. three, four inches. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, I meant say so yeah, I meant the robot mode of the motorcycle. Right. Um, it was yeah. it, it was surprisingly big. 
Uh, also, if, if you're looking at like the painted shots of it, they, like they can confirm this is a hand painted piece. So the factory one's not going to have like the panel lining on the abdomen, but uh, the green parts are going to be a translucent green plastic. Um, so like the windshield and those little canisters on the arms, um, and like the face details. Yeah, uh, they're they're going to go for translucent green on on anything that was I think anything that was painted green on this. That might change, of course, but. Uh, the, the campaign is live. You can go check it out. Um, I'm, uh, I'm kind of excited about this cause uh, it sounds like, like number one, their prototype is done. So what this funding is for is, is primarily cutting the steel tooling and getting some figures produced. Um, they've got some stretch goals coming up, which are going to be other colorways as it is. Um, and I think this is part of how they're, they're realistically aiming to do this. All the character variations are heads. But the base figures are like, so they're going to mass produce basically all of the base figures. And then all of these different head options are going to be what set the quote unquote characters apart from each other. Well, not quote unquote. They've, they've actually got fiction going on. Um, so, Seth, I caught on Twitter. It sounds like you're eyeballing this. Like I went in and just pledged as an early bastard myself. Yeah, no, I was. I was. One of the. F- uh, when I pledged. They didn't even have 30 people yet. Man. So I was in the first 30 or so. Um, yeah, I was in there quick. Um, yeah, so I I pledged for um, the early bird bastard and the prospect add-on. Oh, I got to add the prospect to Get mine a second still. little guy. Yeah. And, like, what they were saying with the prospect one is what they want people to do is customize that dude. And then, like, send them pictures of your customized. And then, if they think it's cool, they'll add your character to the fiction. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think that's a, that's a great idea. Um, selling the selling the rider figure on his own is also a great idea. Because um, he is a, a posable little figure. Um, and, you know, it's not quite the same thing. But I remember when the Armor Rodders Bellerophon came out... The little pilot figure was so cool that the first thing a lot of people said was, I kind of wish I could just buy the pilot because I can't afford the robot. And so in, in this case, uh, yeah, you, you can get a rider. I think the head is just going to be the the basic, I think it's Hurley's head is going to be on the prospect. But so it's, it's just a basic robot man. So you can like gouge out an eye or something or, you know, repaint it as you will. Um, and yeah, they want they want to have fiction going on. If you check out their website, they've got like all these other designs for stuff. But Really, I'm just kind of focused on. I'm. I, I'm. I would love to see how this this design transforms because they transformed it at TFCon, but like very carefully because this is a several times repaired resin prototype. So I still don't actually know how he transforms. And they said they're going to show a transformation video in a week or two, and I'm I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, I think that they're at like 55% funded right now, so they're they're trucking along pretty okay. Like that's a strong start. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. They're just a little bit over 30 well they're over 50%. They're mm-hmm. right now they're at a, a little over 33,000 of their goal of 55,000. Nice. So, yeah, I I really hope they can pull it off. Um, you know, at TFCon they 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 were uh very open to questions, you know, if you asked them like, you know, are, are you guys working with a real solid factory? Like they, you know, uh Sid went into some detail about the factory connections they were working with and that trying to find a good factory is part of why this project took so long because they did not want to produce it at any factory that would be below par. 
Uh, of course, we won't really know until the thing comes out, but uh, I have enough confidence right now to want to put in for, like, one of them. And, yeah. uh, yeah. Well, I'm just really digging the rider and the bike, and I'm kind of indifferent toward the the big combined robot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's all right. I mean, I don't hate it, but it's I just really like the bike and the rider designs. And I think they said the bike is sized so that it'll also work for, like, any G.I. Joe scale figures. So like oh, they, I mean, it makes sense, because uh, that sounds like about what size the rider is. Yeah, they, they specifically said on Twitter, I think, I, I retweeted them because I saw a conversation. They were like, we wanted the bike to be, like, a usable accessory for anyone collecting Joes or Vitruvian hacks or the like. Yeah. Well, if they ever just wanted to do, like, a more simplified toy where it's, a non-transforming bike i would be all into that i would buy mm. multiple bikes and riders before i would buy multiple transforming bikes personally just because you know of cost yeah 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 this this seems like like that's that's the one thing is like this transformation seems complicated enough and the size is big enough that like i can understand the price point absolutely yeah. but uh, yeah like i don't have beef with the price point i would just oh yeah if they also offered non-transforming bikes i'd probably grab a couple yeah, it would, it would be cool for display at least of like you know if you if you have a prospect figure to just have a bike in the back. Yeah. I wonder if that would end up costing them more that I have to make like the non-transforming version. Uh-huh. But, well, uh huh. But yeah, I mean they'd have to. I would assume they would want to retool it to take out all the non-essential parts to bring the the actual cost of the bike down. Yeah, that's something that might be worth com- like leaving a comment on their page. Because uh, mm-hmm. as far as I know, like the the folks running the campaign want to have a lot of engagement with commenters, and they want to you know answer questions and whatnot. That that seems like a solid idea. Um, but yeah, go check that out if you're interested. Uh, it's I think that what was it tiny URL slash unrusted or something. They had to leave the S out of the name on Kickstarter, so their Kickstarter campaign URLs for the unrustable batards. Um, because apparently Kickstarter had rules about the word bastard being on a uh, title of a page. Which seems weird, because bastard is not really a... I don't know. It's not that bad. I felt like in 2016, bastard kind of stopped being a curse word. Maybe one of the founders of, of Kickstarter is a bastard and took a lot of heat as a kid. I mean, there's no and shame. now he's like, got, got beef. Yeah. <laughs> Or, uh, Don't drop the B bomb on my website. <laughs> How dare you say the B word? Uh, he like has a deep connection to the Jon Snow character. I know <laughs> what you're feeling, John. I know what you're feeling, man. He's bought like three copies of the the three A Jon Snow or whatever. I'm Joe Kick, co-founder of Kickstarter. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's that's the unrustable bastards news for now. We'll uh, we will probably come back to that at least once in the near future, uh, depending on how things line up. But all that's left for TFCon uh, reveal news is there was also a third party panel with five <laughs> million slides. Yeah, um, as I was scrolling through the slides, I was like, "How long was this panel? Holy moly!" An hour. It's still a one-hour panel, I believe. It's still going. <laughs> Ryan Sheehy has not yet died doing this panel, but if he does not get help soon, <laughs> I don't know how a human can survive delivering all of this information in an hour. Um, 
But Seth, I thought maybe we'll just we'll just kind of quickly scroll through some of these. Um, the opening of uh, of the panel was three A uh, with four images. Yeah, it was. Uh, which which shows some of the workings of their two G one guys. Uh, the Megatron workings pictures are new. I had, I hadn't seen these uh, before. I had, like I saw these today. A lot of these photos I hadn't looked at while I was at the show. So it's mostly showing like where switches are and, and how the, how the articulation works. Um, nothing really. Oh this. Oh yeah. The the next picture. This is the Bumblebee. So that, that's the Bumblebee and Spike. Uh, apparently. They are still debating whether they're going to offer an alternate spike head with the yellow hard hat. Uh, uh, I indicated... I should. Yeah, I, I, I tried to indicate that I think it would be for the best if there were a yellow hard hat. Yeah. Um, and yellow galoshes. And yeah. He should just be Spike. So, I mean, that's something, that's some, you know, if you guys want to want to send 3A some word. The packaging is going to say Daniel, though. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel in his iconic hard hat and vest. Um, after that's DNA Designs, who are not showing really any new products. They're just the the last two slides of theirs about their bludgeon. They're showing like uh, their own color Photoshop of what they're imagining the colors will look like on them. And they are also showing there's going to be two different face styles, but the one that's just like a straight up skull face is going to be a limited edition. Uh, at, like they're calling it a gift for the first production. Uh, that's the face style. The mask style where his mouth is open, I like that one more. And I believe I'm in a minority. But I, I really like just how he looks like he's going... Like, permanently. There's something fun about that. Um, nothing else new about that guy, though. And uh, I don't... I don't think any of this Beelzebub stuff is new up until their Nova... Oh, no, there's the, the Megatron add-on bits, which are all white silhouetted. Uh, the only thing there that I think is really worth noting before seeing it is that you won't have to pull any of those parts off, and that would make it the first Combiner Wars Megatron add-on set that does not need to parts form. So that that kind of has my interest, because that's what put me off the other ones, is they were like gigantic shoes for that toy, but you'd have to pull the shoes off to turn them into a tank. And like, don't take your shoes off to turn into a tank, that's just nonsense. Yeah... <laughs> Bludgeon stuff seems like a few years ago to me. Like there was a bunch of bludgeon stuff a few years ago. Yeah. And it it just kind of feels like doing bludgeon now is like kind of late to the party feeling. Oh, you know why there was so much bludgeon stuff a few years ago is because in 09 that's when his Voyager toy came out. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There was like lots of add-on parts and swap parts like oh you don't like the head that came on the official thing here's yeah. another one <laughs> it's like and, a whole bunch of heads yeah there was like all this bludgeon stuff around then yeah that now it just seems like because like so much of it seems what the third party does nowadays is everyone jumping on the same bandwagon so in one way thank you for just not making more dinobots but mm. also it's like it, it just feels like they're late but i i i I don't I'm really... kind of over bludgeon because of what happened then. Yeah, I, because I, I, I skipped basically all the bludgeon add-ons because I, I didn't pay attention to them because there were too many. So I, I actually, I kind of dig this because it's a full figure and I'm up for a new bludgeon. Uh, that I found that the 09 bludgeon did not age super well because uh, I messed with one like last year and I was like, God, I forgot about how half this toy worked. Well, I'll get excited about Bludgeon if somebody made a pretender-ass Bludgeon. 
but just samurai skull face tank doesn't get me excited yeah that seems like the easy way to do bludgeon that's like the cop-out bludgeon i think for me that's like the only way i think of him anymore not to say i wouldn't be into a you know pretender style thing but uh the, the other reason why i've been paying a lot of attention to their bludgeon is that i uh, having messed with like their first add-on kit release i'm really into how they engineer their hands and i'm into how they do their build quality so if it was a different company i probably would be forgetting about that susanu design a lot faster but uh, i'm 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 sitting over i'm quietly holding out waiting for that thing to come out um the end of the Beelzebub stuff shows their their Nova Prime add-on kit for Combiner Wars, uh, whatever his name is, White Optimus, and it looks neat. But I I find everything that they're doing to add on to Combiner Wars Optimus feels like a slightly less interesting version of the SND stuff that John Bonomatron designed. Uh, so I, I look at the Beelzebub Bonomatron. One. Do, 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 do. Bonomatron. Bonomatron. Do, 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 do. Did he do that on purpose? No, I think his name's John Bonham something, but he... Oh. John Bonham? It's like John Bonhamatron. The, the drummer? Yes. Uh, he's gotten into designing Shapeways kits for Transformers. So he's gotten into coming back from the dead? Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> Guess what? Dr. Wu's Andy Kaufman. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> everything makes so much sense now. But so That's like, why he kept wrestling women. That's right. So he could design swords. <laughs> Uh, this, 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 uh, like, this vehicle mode, like, looks pretty cool. It's just that I'm, until this thing comes out, I'm a lot less interested in it. Like, until I hear about how it feels and how it works, the, the John Bonham, uh, Tron, uh, from the dead stuff seems, uh, I mean, one of them is out now. It just strikes me as way more interesting. Um, oh, you mentioned Dinobots before going on to, to Giga Power. Uh, after pictures of their slag, they've got the first pictures of their, of the great prototype of their version of Swoop. Uh, Giga Power have been kind of adamantly putting out their larger than fans toys as Dinobots. Uh, and I kind of respect that. They have this sort of plucky, like, we don't care. Or we're just going to keep doing this thing we want to do approach, um, <laughs> which which extends actually to like fans toys later on in the slides here. Spoiler alert. Fans toys says, hey, we're going to do like a, a, a two foot tall masterpiece Omega Supreme. Giga Power just announced the line art of their like 2.2 foot tall Omega Supreme. <laughs> so they're just like, oh, what's Fan Switch doing? Make it bigger! And uh, I, I don't mind that. It's kind of funny to watch from afar as somebody who doesn't super care about like that niche. Um, the Swoop has a, an, Auto, an Autobot symbol shaped base. That's the part about him I kind of like. Well, my problem with the bases, I like bases that try to be invisible and oh, unintrusive. Yeah. <laughs> this thing looks like a giant armature. This, yeah, this one, this one's like I exist. What's I mean? It looks like they're gonna cast it in in translucent, smoky plastic, going by the the CG pictures. But yeah, it's like, yo, what's up? I'm a base. There's a thing attached to the top. I actually kind of like the idea that it this looks is, like construction equipment. Like what if what if this version of Swoop can't fly? He just like attaches himself to this thing and it rolls along on the ground. Yeah, and he's like I'm flying. <laughs> My name is Swoop. Uh, who's after this? Spark Toys is after this with their War Within uh, designs. Uh, they've released their War Within Optimus. I've not messed with it, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. 
Uh, so they've got this Grimlock and Megatron coming. Grimlock is, like, looking almost done as far as his prototype. Megatron, I don't think physically exists yet, but I'm not sure. Like, unless that's a great prototype and not a cat image. Uh, but I, I don't have much to add because I've not messed with their stuff. I just heard that it's good. Um, I like that someone is doing War Within because I think War Within was like it showed up just in time for nobody to do third party stuff of it because it was right before anyone thought about that. And it just kind of got those titanium toys, which, you know, certainly didn't age super well. No, not at all. No. Uh, also, War Within Grimlock. To this day, real weird design. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of like that part of him because, like, I, I can't make hide nor hair of the top half of his alt mode. It's always <laughs> just looked really weird. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's kind of cute. Cybertronian modes. I mean, I, I've always kind of liked Cybertronian modes for the creative ways that they don't look a lot like anything. But his is just like, like there's there's clearly some kind of design going on, and I'm like, man, he's so weird. It looks like a giant head on treads. Anyway, yeah. Are you in 2016? Are you yourself at all interested in War Within stuff in the mm -hmm. physical? I dig that Optimus Prime, um, and that's about it. Mm -hmm. Like the others aren't really get me excited but just i i like that prime design it's cool yeah he was uh he was a toy if i had another 200 bucks to spend at tfcon 130 of that would have been me picking up the spark toys more with an optimus because there were a lot of them there he was at least two or three tables he's cool. big fans hobby though fans hobby i'm excited about these guys fans pro these these guys Fans, pro fans hobby. Uh, when, when you're beyond just being a hobbyist. And you're a fan pro. Fan, fan pro. With a hobby. Uh, they are showing off their debut pieces, which are the three monster bots. Um, we had seen images of their Repugnus and uh, now I'm calling him Twinferno because that's the new name he has. Double Cross. But uh, their version of Grotesque, I don't think we'd seen before. So it's nice that they're doing all three. Um, they're all aiming to be, you know, roundabouts... Uh, 220 some millimeters tall uh, I like the aesthetic they've got going on on these guys it's it's I think it kind of fits the monster aesthetic uh, of their alt modes they're just kind of they're kind of like normal robot guys but a little bit bulked out uh, mm. and I also am ecstatic that someone is doing the monster bots like perhaps this was spurred on by the fact that one of the three is happening in Titan's return but like these are certainly not what I would call competing products like they're they're doing something different uh, it seems like they're estimating to at least release... Oh, yeah, they're releasing... Uh, they're hoping to release Repugnus in March. Uh, Twin Inferno in June. And, uh... Oh, I didn't notice that Grotesque's name was actually Fly Pro. Fly Pro, yeah. Fly Pro fans hobby. Uh, I like Megatooth. Megatooth? Yeah, oh, that's the Repugnus. Yeah. I Megatooth. love... I love both his modes. Like, they're not, like, super slavish to, to G1, really. But the ways that they're not, I enjoy. Like, I like that he's just, like, got gigantic pecs and a tiny head. <laughs> and then his his monster mode is, like, the the evil mutant version of his G1 monster mode. Yeah, no, of the three, it's far and away my favorite. Mine too. Probably the only one I would consider getting. He's, um, he just is doing so much. 
I like it a lot. Yeah, like Fade Long, Long looks pretty cool. Mm. Um, Fly Pro, Shruggy, Shrug. But yeah, if I were to get any of them, it would be Mega Tooth. I think I think like Fly Pro's problem is that it's not really a problem. It's just that he's based on a guy who looked the most like just a dude out of yeah. the three of them. <laughs> and his alt mode, like Grotesque's alt mode, was just quadruped thing. Yeah, and like I mentioned before, like how bandwagony the third party companies could be. It's like anytime one of them is the first one to do something, like the monster bots, I just wonder, like, are we going to see like four or five other versions of these characters soon? Yeah. Will this be the next thing everyone jumps on, or is fans' hobby going to? fly low enough to to have this all to themselves this is one of those cases where i'm gonna say like most of the other times a bandwagon happens there's a reasonable there's there's a version there's there's a reason that you can kind of you can make up for it outside of you know the toys themselves like you like the dinobots everyone knows the dinobots everyone knows devastator everybody knows the whole 84 autobot cast because those those Diaclone toys had been like deified for like over a decade before the fandom even really had forums going on. So like with the monster bots, I would be very surprised if like more than two companies ever touched them. Yeah. But you never know. Yeah, and you know what? If I if that means I have an army of different aesthetic repugnances, I don't mind. Like, well, there was that minute a few years ago where there was a bunch of huffers yeah. that different companies were doing. So you never know what they're going to latch on to. He's an 84, though, right? Like He's he's yeah, probably but, the, the, the bottom scraper of the 84, no offense, man. Hey. But. <laughs> no, but of all the 84 characters to all of a sudden have multiple companies working on at the same time, who would have chosen Huffer? Like, if you said, oh, all these companies are all working on star screams or they're all working on jazzes then that makes way more sense than huffer but you can't you can't say that then give me the stink eye when i say huffer's huffer's like the like he's an 84 but he's like i'm not okay he's not the bottom feeder he's got his episodes but i think he falls under that umbrella of like if you say oh like you know like trailbreaker for instance yeah. He's one of those characters where I see people who treat him on the same level as like Sideswipe and Jazz. And I'm like, listen, I don't dislike Trailbreaker, but I don't. Sometimes I kind of have to tilt my head a little bit when I went like I, I at TFCon during during a, a reviewer roundtable thing. I kind of threw some shade at Hoist and uh, I'm sure someone would want to defend Hoist. But I'm like, listen, like is Hoist Hoist is the repaint of Trailbreaker, whose personality is the duplicate of Grapples. Yeah, but I think Hoist got more TV time than Trailbreaker ever did. At least it yeah. feels like it. Maybe because he came along later. That's because there's an episode with his name in it. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I think I think he got a little more play in the comics, if I remember correctly. I don't know. Um, but I, and I think part of that is because... Trailbreaker came out at the beginning with a lot of other stuff where mm. he could get lost in the shuffle where Hoist came along a little bit later when now we have to push this new toy. Yeah. And wasn't as 
wasn't part of as big of a, a group. So you got to go to Hollywood and do all that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't know why Hoist, Hoist always ends up being my kick toy. It's just I, I always regard Hoist as like he's he's the last Autobot in the room for me. Like Huffer gets the room before Hoist. I don't know if that says something, but it does to me. Huffer carried uh, Optimus's trailer in that one episode when Optimus was busted. It's true. He was like, "Let me take care of that." Is that really how he said it though, or was it more like ah? I think it was like, "Let me get that for you." I'll, I'll take it. Oh, it's heavy. Huff. Uh, after all that talk uh, about, he the... complains a lot, but when it's time to really work, he gets the job done. Uh, you know, I have I have no personal issues with Huffer. I, I have no I have no need to start a quarrel with Huffer. Well, you'd lose. Whoa, Huffer would kick your ass. Yeah, I think I could take Huffer in a fight. No way. Yeah, Huffer would. Huffer would own you. Nah, I just I make him run around the building a few times trying to find me. No, you'd be all like on guard, and you'd like wiggle a floppy little sword at him and then he'd just smack you okay like in the timeline where my way of fighting huffer is to take a pool noodle and wave it at him while screaming in french then yes but that's not you're not talking to that chris you're talking to the chris who doesn't do that specifically yeah now i'm talking the one that runs and hides apparently yeah make huffer you know gas out and then uh, much like in the comic books like how spike killed that one constructicon i just throw a jar of acid at his face and hit him in the back of the neck with a baseball bat and uh, sever his spinal column. Not, not that I do that, you know. I, just... Well, you would—you never be able. You couldn't hit Huffer in the back of the head because he has that giant hood that's like the whole cab of a truck protecting the back of his head. And oh, neck. he's got a—you never—you never hit him. You got to flank around the there. cranium, then get inside the hood. No, he's remember like, ah, how hard what? it was to remember how hard it was to get your fingers in that one toy to move his head around. Well, this is—we're talking about Huffer now. No, we're not talking about toys. We're talking about a real person. Okay. Well, still, I see you get your fingers <laughs> in there. <laughs> we'll sort this next time I talk to Huffer. I'll ask him if I can get my fingers in there. He'll probably give me a real funny look. Huffer ain't talking to you. Yeah, he'll Huffer talk would to big me. time you. That's like he can't Hollywood me. He didn't. He's not hoist. Uh. After all that talk about fans' hobby not doing characters or things tried it before, their fourth release looks like they want to do a Roadbuster. <gasps> There's a whole lot of Roadbusters. The upside about there being lots of Roadbusters is that there are plenty of aesthetics of Roadbuster to to lean into. Yeah, and this looks like a weird one. This is like the kind of, this is the wide Roadbuster. This is the one who drinks a beer every day. Um, looks all right. This It just doesn't excite me nearly. This is This thing is also a cat image. So this Roadbuster falls under my thing of I don't know what your build quality is like and I don't know what your toys look like in comparison to their cat images, so I have no opinion on this Roadbuster. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. how it'll turn out. I wonder if one of the reasons we see a lot of Roadbusters is because you could cross-sell it to fans of the original thing that Roadbuster came from. Oh, yeah, like the... Was it Mugenbein or something? He was a Mugen Caliber from Dorvac. Oh, yeah, there you go. So, you see, you get... You get a twofer when you do a Roadbuster toy. Why do I know that? Like sometimes I just like what the stuff in my head, the stuff I, I've 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 carefully placed in folders in my brain. Ah, yes. We all got crap like that. I was telling you all about Lenny and Squiggy earlier. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, speaking of Huffer, the other grumpy one, Bad Cube showed, I think actually photos they've showed before of the prototype for Grump. Grump. Their version of Gears. 
Um, the one, the one thing about this I think is kind of cool is that if you flip up his torso, there's an actual little circuit card you can pull out of a slot. That's sort of neat. Wasn't that from the episode where, like, they stick a different thing in him and now he's happy? Yeah, and then everyone's creeped out by him being happy. Yeah, and then, like, the only way to save the day was to turn back into a a dick. Yeah. (laughs) I remember his happy voice was so creepy because it was still the dick voice, but he was smiling. Yeah. He's like, I really love the smell of flowers. And it's like, yeah, that would creep me out, too. Um, Also, I like that Bad Cube have a sense of humor about themselves I enjoy. The way they refer to their prototype in these photos is the loose-as-hell version. <laughs> I think there's also to explain all the blue tack in the joints, and I, you know, I've been there. I've seen those kind of prototypes. That's necessary. Um, they're showing how the face change gimmick works. I love it when any company lets me change faces without having to get a screwdriver out, because I hate getting a screwdriver out to do anything on a toy uh, that, that is not permanent. Uh, there's some size comparisons with the, their version of Outback called Slick. I think we've seen a lot of these photos before, though. Um, and as well as the photos of their Trailbreaker and Hoist, we've seen a ton of that because those samples have been in the wild since, like, two months ago. So, uh, really, Seth, the, the main thing I wanted to ask you is, like, how do you feel about this, uh, this grump? Like, I, I know you're a Huffer man, yeah. but I know you can appreciate some gears. Well, one of the things with Bad Cube is after their, their really bad run at Huffer, um, it seems like that just destroyed any sort of arrogance they might have had mm-hmm. as a company and now they're just like yeah this is loose loose and floppy busted version like don't worry though we're gonna fix it and they're just like really kind of not trying to be the cool guys it's like we know who we are i mean that's why they changed <laughs> their name to bad cube yeah. as opposed to like cubex like yeah at, at one point it was almost it was almost a little worrying i was like this is all, this is like do you have any self-esteem <laughs> they they do now uh, they've got a reputation back. Like they're considered to be like one of the the top mid companies. Um, but uh, actually, that reminded me. I'm surprised that they didn't have any word because ever since they became Bad Cube and got a good factory, they've talked about how they're going to do another run at that that Huffer. Uh, only they wish they would. They've been talking about it for like a year and a half, and I, I thought that this TFCon would have been like where they're going to finally drop a date or something. But it's been kind of silent, and I'm like, yo. Like, do it. I want to mess with that Huffer. Geronimus always tells me how good that Huffer is because he got a good one. Yeah, I've, I thought I got a good one. And then I was messing with it about a year ago. And I started getting the paint flaking off. Like, every time I touched it, like, another flake of paint came off. Yeah. And I was like, man, they did so much right. But it just didn't work out. It's a real bummer. Yeah, I I really want them to take another swing at that because like I've I've found that the bad cube versions of mini bots and like you know and insecticons I've really enjoyed their taller figures I find get more and more complicated uh, in ways that are they start to push some boundaries for me and I'm like I like you know I'm more excited about like Grump yeah. and Slick than their Trailbreaker and and Hoist by far. Yeah, like I like, I, I love their Brawn and Outback. Yeah, like seeing the brawn in these pictures, it's like, oh yeah, that brawn's kind of neat looking. I didn't get it, like I didn't have the funds available at the time. Yeah. Um, and you know, technically, I probably still don't. But <laughs> but I like what where they're going with uh with grump. I also really like that they just named it grump. Yep. It's a good. It's a good alt name for years. 
Uh, moving on from there, I kind of want to go to Bold Forms because uh, they were uh, the Bold Forms dude was there in person uh, with his own table. Because uh, Bold Forms, I think two years ago, released a Motormaster who was a really neat design that was not produced very well. And they got a lot of flack, a lot of, a lot of harsh feedback, myself included. Uh, and they had this second design, Gladius, like back then they had pictures of him. And then they kind of went quiet for a while, and in the last couple months, they've been they've been coming back to life on Facebook, saying that we we're going to move forward with Gladius, uh, and we we have taken your feet. Like they they have been taking at least they have been vocally taking a lot of feedback to heart on this guy, like right down to like people not liking the face sculpt, so they came up with more face sculpts. Um, a lot of people like with their lone wolf motormaster said like you know there's just, there aren't any tabs, nothing locks on this thing. It's all relying on pin hinges. Uh, so Gladius. Is a is a friggin' solid locking toy, at least in gun mode. Um, I got to, I got to hold the gun mode one a little bit, uh, and and I squeezed it and nothing moved. And then I saw how the, and then like the guy did a transformation demo on Sunday, and seeing how it transforms and the fact that the gun mode was rock solid, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting kind of excited because I like the concept of this. It's a Megatron who turns into a gun and a tank, uh, and they're they're also including things like. His uh, armor plates, you can get... I think they're they're packing in clear ones with him, so you can, like, swap them out. Uh, the idea of the clear ones is less about showing the internal workings and more like, you know, if you don't like the color, you can paint these clear plates and do them in whatever colors you want. Uh, he's about tall Voyager size, uh, and I'm, I'm really hoping he turns out well, because the design is such a good idea, and it seems like the guy working on it is putting a ton of effort into making sure that the toy feels good and like solid and then the dude is a very passionate guy to talk to uh, as far as like toy design so i'm hoping this turns out well uh seth i don't remember if we, we i think we talked about this like two years ago when it first showed up uh, i don't remember it at all do you then. remember a conversation from two years ago we might have had in a podcast episode maybe it was an even team episode i don't remember uh, this at all. all right and it's not doing anything for me i'm not digging it personally and not into the into the look overall. No, there's so many third party Megatrons right now, and this one just isn't getting my attention. Yeah, this this one is not like this one is not even trying to do a masterpiece like thing, which is part of why I like it. Uh, it's pulling design cues from EJ Sue's Megatron design from like the very first IDW comics, uh, and. I like EJ Sue's art a lot, so I'm I'm very easily swayed by someone who actually references that stuff. So like he's got like the the trigger of the pistol is a, is split in half and mounted as a backpack, and uh, that's a very specific piece of that design. Uh, I think I think this thing I don't know if they have a date yet on it because they're still working on it, but uh, I believe the price point was like one forty or one fifty. Uh, and the the guy the guy was uh was very very interesting to talk to. Um anything on this toy that is a small tiny like hinge piece is being done in POM plastic for maximum durability. Uh and I think if you have any questions out there listeners for this guy like he's very responsive on Facebook on the Bold Forms page. So hit him up and and ask things. There are also these like silhouettes for cone heads. I have no idea what those are. Uh I They're little SD cone heads. I forgot to ask them what they are as well. So they're cone heads. Hey, cone heads are neat. Well, <laughs> two of them are neat. Uh, before we move on to the next uh, maker, yes, I want to back up to Bag Cube for a second. I 
because there's a thing in the pictures that that uh, I don't see listed. Like at the top of the the post, like it it says like each maker and then all the stuff. Yeah, I don't see any reference to it in here, but it's in the pictures. The little knights oh. from that one episode of G one where they go back to King Arthur times. Yeah. Um. So those are being packed in with Trailbreaker and I. I thought it's either they're packed in with Hoist or with Trailbreaker and Hoist. Was Hoist in that episode? I don't remember. I think it's just the way that they're releasing them. Is they're packing them in with their next figures? Yeah, they should be separate. Yeah, I think I think some folks have intimated that they would have liked for this stuff to be separate. Because that's amazing that they would do such a thing. Yeah. Now this this stuff is all packed in with Man, I do not remember anymore if it's just with Hoist or with Trailbreaker and Hoist. Mm-hmm. Cuz I think it was with trail it was just with hoist so like hoist had a bit more of a draw but don't hold me to that it's it's packed in with one or both of them um hmm. and it's all supposed to be add-on stuff for their warpath technically because warpath was the one who was who's yeah, got the he, red knight on him yeah he was the tank yeah of uh, horse the tank horse for the jousting with the tank horse man on the jet um Moving on to Perfect Effect, I don't think they're actually showing anything new here. Like, this is all stuff that they've announced and shown on Facebook and social media already. So, we can skip Perfect Effect, because there's nothing fresh. Maybe that shot of the, the, the Optimal Optimus head sculpt is new, that's about it. Yeah, I don't think there's anything new there. And then DX9 opens up with their Megatron, who's already out, so that's not really new either. Uh, but then the new thing DX9 showed was Hanzo, their version of Six Shot, who was at he was on the con- convention floor. Like they had a prototype in the case. Um, I saw how the head mechanism worked. It looks fine. Like DX9 masterpiece alikes. As much as I call them masterpiece alikes, I kind of like their stuff as a standalone series. There's a very particular thing about the feel of their toys that I enjoy. Uh, like their their D series toys. Um, when it comes to like working them into a masterpiece display, like I leave that up to whoever, you know, like that's that's your taste. But uh, I've I've had a really good time with uh, with a lot of their figures, just as a series of figures made by the same designer, yeah. as far as I know. Uh, Hoist was in that episode. Ah, okay. I think that stuff's packed in with him then. Yeah, that would make more sense than Trailbreaker. Yeah. Also, here's pictures of Rumble covered in guano. Ew. <laughs> That was from the episode. They had to collect sequel droppings to make gunpowder. Uh, uh. Uh, the, the one thing about the six shot that I'm not into is his, his tank mode. Because his tank mode is stacked really tall. And it looks, it looks a bit more like a tower on treads than, uh, than I recall other six shots looking. And so if I think about it as a, as a design, uh, you know, take, taking some liberties with the design... I just think it looks kind of bad. Uh, also, I don't I don't seem to see a submarine mode on here. There's an upside down submarine on the top right, but I don't see where the periscope is. So that maybe that's a design <laughs> oversight. We'll see. Oh, I forget if it was in the podcast thread or on Twitter, but somebody sent us or posted a a picture after the the uh, masterpiece Megatron being announced mm-hmm. of Megatron's gun mode upside down and under underwater. I vaguely recall seeing that. 
I went looking through my Twitter. It must have been in the podcast thread. Okay. That was all, I think, during when I was, like, out of town. So I, yeah. like, saw it and then was like, oh, it's neat, and then continued doing my thing. Uh, but yeah, more submarines, please. I like I like the trend of submarines we're getting. Uh, moving on through DX9 stuff, their Warren Pocket series, their legend-sized stuff. They had two of their Dinobots on site, and they revealed that they're going to be doing all six of the Seekers. So they're going to do a three-pack of the Starscream ones, and then a three-pack of the Coneheads. Uh, each three-pack is 60 bucks. As far as I can tell, these look like they'll be really solid toys. The only thing I'm worried about is the shoulder range outwardly, um, and whether or not the transformation's any good, but... I've I've usually I've had ups and downs with the Warren Pocket series, but uh, like this this usurper, blue bolt sky shaker noisy bragger Gallower rash collider design, uh, it seems pretty good. Also, noisy bragger might be my <laughs> new favorite third party name. Which one is noisy bragger? Uh, thrust. Thrust. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ramjet is rash collider, so that works. And actually, Gallower for dirge. I like the use of the word gallo. Because Dirge has he's full of gallows. Um, they, and and uh, they also showed uh, some more shots of their uh, legends. Well, they their legends scale Dinobots, which means that the actual figures are about deluxe sized. And uh, I got to hold the Dino modes of their Slag and Sludge, and those things were pretty weighty. Uh, their Slag looked like a real violent potato with three <laughs> horns on the front. It's kind of cute. Um, and they're, it looks they'll like they'll have to change his name for the UK market. Oh no, well, he, he's got a third party name. I forgot what it was. I'll, I'll go back and take a look. I think he's Bumper Whore. Yeah, Whore. <laughs> whore and Muck. No, they're uh, Bumper and Quaker, or Slag and Sludge. Um, and it, I think they might be hinting that for their Sludge, they might put in the uh, '86 movie Googly Eyes for when cause they, they got a shot of their pocket scale Devastator punching him in the back. So maybe they're going to include some snap-on googly eyes. Um, some googly eyes. The next thing actually really got my my eye, though. I, I'd missed this entirely. DX9 Kaleidoscope seems to be a new project of theirs that is an original. I think this is an original design. It's called the K1 Freeman. Uh, and it's just like a mech that turns into a turret or a tank. Or it's the... Com- no, I think, it, I think it turns into either. It doesn't look like the combination of both. Uh, but it looks like it's in scale with SH Figarts, which makes it kind of sizable. Because that, if that's Figarts Bruce Lee next to it, Figarts Bruce Lee is like a six-inch action figure. So that's kind of cool. If this is like a one-twelve scale gun turret robot tank thing, um, it's going to have rubber treads and diecast parts. And then it says many diarthrosis make various pose possible, and I don't know what that means. So I googled that. Okay. It's a kind of joint in the human body. Ah. All right. So many joints. I forget exactly how the joint works. Or is it a joint or is it an aspect of a joint? I just I just looked very briefly the other day. I googled that word and it it might reference the the wet stuff in a joint that lubricate. I don't know. Hmm. But it has to do with the uh, a joint. Also, <laughs> this guy comes with a bird. I just saw the bird. Is this Bastion? Yes. Okay, because I don't know Bastion. Well, that, no, the that bird well. is not Bastion. The bird is Gatami. I know, I know, I, I know that much of the lore. I'm, listen, I read the books, all right? I'm caught up. Actually, I haven't read any of the books. So, is is this a Bastion then? Is that what they've done? Is they made a transforming yes. Bastion? Yeah. So, 
this was pointed to me the other morning. Okay. After it was shown, and then I retweeted it like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And then for about a day and a half after that, I was constantly answering the question, what is this? It looks kind of cool from people who don't know what Bastion is. So I guess it must have been adorable when I said this seems to be an original design of some sort. Yeah. I just waited for you to be done. All right. Thank you. No, but a lot of people who legitimately never played Overwatch, didn't know what Bastion was, or like had seen it but didn't play Overwatch and never thought of it again, were like, "So what is this? Like, I, what is it?" I'm like, "It's Bastion from Overwatch. Here's a link to a short film." Because they did a short, a Bastion short. Yeah, that explains to you exactly what his deal is, and his bird buddy Gatami. That's that I that actually answers my main question that I had, which is why were they making this guy specifically in like the six inch scale? Uh, I guess that's like rolling with the assumption that eventually there will be one twelve scale Overwatch toys. That'd be great. There better be. <laughs> Those are good even, designs. Even if so I'm hoping they they do more than just this. And, you know, maybe they want to stick to more robot-y kind of things because that's their deal and maybe they're not confident doing a human character. Okay, fine. At least do Reinhardt then. Mm-hmm. Reinhardt is a huge German man in huge mechanized armor. You should be able to pull off uh, a Reinhardt. I think also, realistically, doing like the, the like the two huge robotic characters would be doing the ones most likely to get axed out of, like, you know, like a NECA line or a Figma line. Uh-huh. So, yeah, okay. Now I've now I've learned something. Also, do Reinhardt, because he's one of my better characters to play. Yeah. Uh, I still have... I still haven't played. I still haven't played it. Clock's ticking on Halloween. I know. I think I'm gonna... Soon... Uh, hey, there's there's some stuff from the, from Unique Toys. It's not new. This is their uh, their. It's not unique. It's not unique. <laughs> it's not new. It's their um their pocket scale uh two pack of Chrome Dome and Weird Wolf Tom and Jerry. Uh, this was for sale at the show even, and was for sale for weeks before the show, so it's not new. Uh, Planet X showing pictures of their video game Starscream and Optimus Prime. These photos have been seen. Um, also their Perceptor came out a month or two ago. I'm really excited about about these about their Optimus. I, I would like to purchase all of their video game toys, but if I'm prioritizing, their Optimus would be like the one uh, yeah, that I'm waiting same. for. But at the well, end of the except for I would only want the Optimus. I I can't say that I would want all of them. I don't. I just want the yeah. Optimus. Yeah, I I I do want all of them. For those of you well, who, are, who are good for you, those of you who are keeping notes on the podcast for the wiki later. That's uh. That's my approach. At the end of this, they showed... I think some of this was new. Uh, some of these images. They showed uh, some more CAD shots of their two-part Trypticon release that they're going to be doing. Uh, I really like the really spooky-looking thing where he looks like a fish. Where he's like a tail with a mouth on the end and two big hands. Um, which are like the feet. And then that mouth is now the crotch of the Trypticon mode. Um... But uh, yeah, this this Trypticon I think is is the most exciting, gigantic third party thing uh, that I'm looking forward to 
And it's the thing where when when people were at the show going like, did you hear? Fans Toys is doing a giant Omega Supreme. I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. What about a Trypticon though, right? And then people were like, what? And like walked away. Um, I think the idea of a very large video game Trypticon is infinitely more interesting to me. But that's just me. And I know that's just me this time. Um, so I'm, I'm super looking forward to this thing coming out. And I kind of like the idea that like, you know, since he splits in half because they're selling them in two parts, that, like, one of the halves has got its own weird beast mode. Uh, something about that makes me happy. That also tells me that you're going to be able to re-split him in half, if you so choose. And I think this is the first we're seeing of his base mode as well, which is taking a lot of cues from uh, Make Toys Pandanus, to be sure. Looks like a temple. But uh, that's it for Planet X. Uh, Seth, you got any any fresh thoughts on that Trypticon, or is that still just like the thing that Manjul uh, did? All my about? It, I did all my complaining last time. Uh, Two parts. Give me a break. I don't know. I now that I'm looking at how they're doing the two parts, I like it more. They're doing dumb things that make me happy. Uh, ah, give me a break. I'm grinding your grump on this one. I'm going to start saying that at work a lot and see if it catches on. Ah, give me a break. That's going to be the catchphrase? Yeah. Someone in the crowd yeah. cheers. Uh, Iron Factory, one of my favorite companies. Speaking of War Within. Showing their five-pack of Dinobots, which came out. I almost bought it at the show, but <laughs> the Iron Factory stuff is not too hard to find, so buying it in person at a show wasn't high priority for me. Um, Whoa. Seeing the five-pack, though, like I love the yeah, gumption. priority. I love the gumption that they're like, no, here's a $150 five-pack of these five Dinobots. It's like a huge picture frame, which is their robots floating in it. It's it's It looks cool. Um, but those are out. Uh, their Drift and Deadlock two-pack uh, was there in a display case. I thought this two-pack was going to be out for the show, but it wasn't. And these photos are not... They're not new. Uh, in fact, Seth, I think you and I talked about these photos yeah. when they came out. Um, they're Scorponok, Lord Scorpion... I thought if Drift and Deadlock weren't going to be out for the show, this guy certainly was going to be out for the show. Because a few months ago at TFCon Toronto, he already felt done. And I got to, to mess around a little bit with the prototype that was in the display case at Chicago. It felt super done. But he's not out yet. Did you tell the people there how disappointed you were? I told a lot of people how disappointed I was. I thought all this was going to be done. I'm very disappointed. I was whining a whole lot, but every time I was, it was with people who didn't care and had nothing that they could do to change the situation. So they were like, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Who are you again? Uh, okay, here's the news, though. This is the new stuff. So they showed the full finished version of their Iron Factory Optimus Prime, who's very War Within-like and comes with like uh, some add-on armor, a la... God Bomber, God Master, whatever Optimus, uh, God Jinrai. The big reveal is that a retool of their RC into Alita 1 is going to be a gift included with the first batch of their Optimus Prime. That's kind of cool, because I just picked up their RC called Pink Assassin. It's a real good $20 figure. Uh, I like it more than their Windblade. I think it's it, it does things a little bit more solidly. So this is called Elaria. Uh, she's got unique uh, weapons, a unique head. Uh, which makes her alt mode kind of look like its own thing. And uh, if you get their Optimus when he comes out, she is just going to be packed in. I think that's super neat. Uh, their Optimus is also super friggin' cool, especially with all the armor added on. And he can make use of the display stand that comes with their RC, and he, he looks like a badass. 
Are we going to talk about how problematic these pictures are? Uh, there's a thing. Yeah, well, I mean, like the listen. All right, just sometimes you got to stick a rifle into a butthole. Okay. Actually, what the hell is Ultra Magnus doing over there? I think he's bowing. He's like, ah, well done. <laughs> is that like him trying to get out of it? Because... I think so. Well, it looks like he. Uh, I don't know. Like, it looks like he might be trying to hold Optimus back what is as Optimus he's getting doing? ready. But like he's gonna do something really inappropriate to them girls. Oh my god! So he's I, like grabbing at him, then then he's jumping through the air, and I skipped through Ultra all those Magnus pictures. is flying back. Oh my god! Yeah, it looks like Ultra Magnus was trying to hold him back because he's gonna do something highly inappropriate. Like that's and, uh, that's not becoming of Ultimate Commander. Yeah, he's gonna grab him by the circuits. It looks like Ilaria didn't just stick her gun into his butt, but it looks like she's going to start hammering it deeper into the rectum with that weapon of hers. Yeah, there's, there's some weird stuff going on in these pictures. I mean, he's got it coming. He was going to start some weird stuff. Speaking of which, that butt has very, got a... Very problematic. That that This might be their way of saying... Because that, that butt... I think that very butthole that she's sticking her gun into is how he's able to interact with RC's display stand. So it's, it's it's on topic. Yeah, I mean, I think these characters are kind of cute the way they did RC One Blade and Alita One, mm. except for when they're next to their Optimus Prime and Ultra Magnus, which are like all serious, and then the girl ones are like super cutesy poo. I super duper had been hoping that like by the time a third one was coming out. They would have been like, and here's a three pack of heads that make them more in line with the rest of our figures. Because that's all it would take. Yeah, because it's like, okay, I don't have a problem with them doing like a bunch of cutesy poos. But that all the girls are only ever cutesy poo. It's and then apparently getting sexually assaulted or attempted to. <laughs> it. I don't know. It it just makes it seem weird and a little creepy. I, I just wish they had alternate heads because yeah. it it it's it's the one thing that like you you can't not see are the gigantic like googly eyes. Which like you said, like I don't mind that. As yeah, a if they said piece. like, hey man, we're gonna do some cutesy poo characters, I'd be like, all right, I don't got a problem with that. At least it's different. Yeah. Also, because the heads on them all look kind of large compared to, like, the Optimus and Ultra Magnus heads. So just aesthetically, it, it sets them apart in a way that it's kind of a bummer. Because the, they otherwise fit in so well. And, they're and yeah, all their stuff is just so well built uh, that I would, I, I would feel totally happy swapping heads. I don't think anything would go wrong. Yeah, I was showing my girlfriend a picture one of you guys tweeted from TFCon and that RC was in it. And she completely ignored everything in the picture, like the reason I was showing it to her and being like, what's that RC? I've never seen that one before. I'm like, I don't know. I guess it's something new. She likes RC. It's a good figure. And it's like 20 bucks. It's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it feels super solid. It transforms kind of simply, but it feels more substantial to me than the, the Warren Pocket RC, who's like bigger and looks more G1, but feels flimsy by comparison. Um... Also, Iron Factory had their six shot uh, in person at the show, who also looked and felt basically done. Uh, it's joining uh, their Overlord and Black Shadow as their continuing representation of the Phase Sixers in their Legend Scale stuff. 
Also, I think this six shot does a better job of being a six shot than uh, some of the larger ones. Like he's for being a figure that is kind of small. Like I think he was like five inches tall or six inches tall. Like he pulls off all his modes pretty well. Like that is an upside down submarine if I've ever seen one. Um, the tank looks good. Like that's a well. <laughs> that's a good. That tank doesn't. It's not too tall, you know. So uh, I I really like what they got going on with him. Um, it all just reminds me that I still think that their Overlord is one of their weakest releases, and it's such a bummer, because everything else is turning out so well. I'm like, damn, I wish this could have all happened to Overlord, too. But he's just okay. Uh, and that takes us to Fans Toys, uh, who have a whole lot of support out there. They showed their, uh, their masterpiece, Grimlock, who's going to come with replacement faces for their previous masterpiece, Dinobots, who had kind of derpy-looking faces. Uh, there's some before and afters here. Uh, it's probably more exciting to folks who have all the Dinobots, but hey. Um, they showed the CAD model for their Springer again. Uh, shot of the physical prototype of their Galvatron, who we've seen before. Still looks pretty good. Like, that's, I think, the most exciting fans' toys thing I've seen in a long time is their Galvatron. Because he, he looks like he might, he may still be actual fun to transform, which has been what put me off a lot of their stuff for a while. But uh, I'm excited about seeing him come out. Uh, their Blitzwing is still a CAD model. Their Weird Wolf we saw at Toronto. Uh, who I think I think this is new. Their Weird Wolf is going to come with a replacement face for their Perceptor. So they're they're getting into the thing of upgrading all their face sculpts, I guess. Uh, they're doing a Jetfire, who looks like the prototype pictures I've already seen. But this Sea Spray is new. Spindrift. Uh, this looks like a neat take on Sea Spray. Uh, I like that he's got two heads, so you can have him, like, round-headed or square-headed. Uh, the main thing about him is I want to know if he's any good to transform. That's always my question with Fans Toys stuff, is, like, am I going to enjoy transforming it or not? Because I'd like to, because it always looks really good in both modes. But, uh, it's been a long time since we've... There was that period when, uh, was it Eye Gear and Make Toys both did Sea Spray and both did him completely differently. And so this this one's not got like the gigantic boat shoes. He's just kind of got medium sized boat shoes, and he seems to be very much in scale with Masterpiece Bumblebee. Uh, Seth, do you have any interest in a sea spray in twenty sixteen? Uh, yeah, that was like sea spray. Yeah, you, you're up for some of that gargle voice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bumblebee, what's going on? Hey, look hey. at me. Um, hey, sea spray, try clearing your mouth out. Just take that faceplate off. Let the water out. Yeah, whatever those Brexit goons from Moonbase say, it's a hovercraft. That's what hovercrafts are. Those Brexit goons from Moonbase, and one of them literally lives in Ireland. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, hi, Mikey. Love you, Mikey. Go uh, dig up a bone. I don't want to hear you complaining about this later. I think these are the first pictures of Fans Toys' Cup, who's got a pretty a pretty good name for a cup. It's just Coot, but spelled with yeah. a K. Uh, yeah, it looks, is a good name. He looks all right. I found I found a lot of cups lately that are starting to show up. Also, kind of look gangly in, in in ways that do not properly reference the times when he's supposed to look gangly. This one looks looks. When's high. he supposed to look gangly? When he when he's being drawn by Nick Roche in his Spotlight comic from many oh. years ago. Uh, but this cup looks alright. Uh, yeah, of 
the third party cups I've seen recently, I prefer this one mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Just prefer. Just once again. Preference. There's one coming up that I don't prefer. Yeah, I I, I know what you're talking about. I got <laughs> I don't know what happened to that one. That one is what I'm talking about when I say gangly in the wrong ways. Uh, the thing about this cup that I'm excited about is it looks like he might have a real clever torso transformation. Uh, just once again, I hope his transformation is, is fun. Um, I got a clever torso. <laughs> I don't understand. Can you, can you show me later? I won't tell anybody. Next time we go to a convention. Yeah, show me your clever torso. <laughs> this brings us to uh, a Terminus Giganticus. Which is their version of Omega Supreme, uh, who is about as G1 as you can get. I'm sure this stupid 4chan face was some <laughs> kind of thing where they're like, we're not going to show you the robot mode. Ah, oh, there's the robot mode. Yeah, troll face. Um, so he's large. Uh, he looks fine. I just don't find, like, I don't know. Something about him for what he, I, I, I'm more excited about the idea of what he is than the idea <laughs> of him actually existing. Like, hey, yeah, make a giant figure. You've come that far. Like, that's how. That's what I feel when I see him. Uh, I have no idea how he'll transform. I assume they're going to go full parts forming on him because, like, you know, the, the alt mode is already a tank on that silly track. Um, yeah, I don't know. People people were calling this, like, the next stage of third party, and I, I, I didn't feel like raining on their parade. <laughs> it's the best way I can put it. Uh, I don't know, Seth. How do you feel about it? About a like a two foot tall masterpiece styled Omega Supreme? I think it's probably going to be way too expensive for me. Oh yeah, like I'm expecting it'll be five hundred <laughs> bucks. So. But it look, I like the robot mode. I think it looks cool. Yeah. Because I ain't gonna be able to afford that. What am I made of money over here? It should be. What do you think? I had ten hours of double time on a paycheck recently, or something? Huh? What? Who does that? Not not Seth. I don't know, people that work too much. Yeah. Uh my my main comment about this and you know, and, and of course, um Giga Powers recently revealed Omega Supreme as well, is if an Omega Supreme war begins, they're all gonna be the wrong colors, so I don't care. Make me one in cream, yellow, turquoise, and pink, and then we're gonna start talking. But I don't think any of these companies are gonna do that. Uh, they're cowards. They, yeah, they're cowards who don't like real G1. They just like their fake pandering G1. Uh, so whatever. Y'all can have fun with your giant Omega Supremes and dance off into the sunset while nobody makes an Omega Supreme or an animated Omega Supreme, which is what really needs to happen out of this. Um, that's the biggest bright side to me is is, is this going to empower a company to, to have the confidence to go like, hey, why don't we make animated Omega Supreme? Then ours will be different, because then me and Valkysis will be super happy. And that's all that really matters. Uh, G Creation. They just released their fifth Dinobot in their gigantic Dinobot combiner, Shura King. Uh, I've never messed with their stuff, but uh, I know one or two people who have, and they told me that it's it's pretty solid. Uh, it's just one of those things that's on the periphery, because I can't buy everything. What do I look like? Made of money? I just invented that phrase. Uh, their slag, I think it came out in the last couple weeks, so the main thing they were showing here is after the Dinobots, uh, they had some color shots of their Optimus Prime, who's very IDW-oriented, 
And that's cool. There's a couple groups now doing the the old EJ Sue style Optimus, and I'm happy to see that design finally getting some love on multiple levels uh, outside of like a Legends toy. Uh, that's about it actually for what they're showing. That's weird because they, they showed a picture of a six shot on their Facebook, I think, but they didn't show it in the panel. Maybe like some things we keep for ourselves. That's right. Come to our Facebook page. Uh, after that, it's Transform Dream Wave with their uh, add-on sets for Combiner Wars Bruticus and Defensor. I've been waiting for this Bruticus set to come out for a while now because I think it looks really cool and I'd like to know how it feels. Uh, and if it feels good, then I'll probably go for their Defensor set. But I want to know if like their build quality is any good. Because uh, I, I like what they're going for with it, especially on the American Combaticons with their uh, their more toyetic colors. They're showing it on a Unite Warriors copy here, which is making me feel even more like I want to see it on just the American one. Uh, the new thing in here, though, is that they are showing a Superion add-on set, uh, which you know obviously doesn't look all that great when it's in great prototype, but I'd like to know what that looks like in color. I'd like to know the functionality of all the parts, because the thing I like about their Defensor and, uh, and Bruticus set especially is that it seems like a lot of stuff is getting built onto the figures, whereas the Superion set like, those thigh wraparounds look like they're just going to be things when they're not on the combined mode. And I, I like I like the idea. I'm a hundred times more excited by a company that tries to integrate all their parts than one who's like, hey, we made a chest plate. Oh, what does it do when he's not Superion? I don't know. It's a chest plate with a peg on it. Like, that's way less interesting to me. Uh, like, it looks like you can just leave those thigh wraparounds on Silverbolt's forearms, but, like, I don't know. It's okay. I just don't think it looks quite as exciting as their other stuff. And I, and damn, we need to see their stuff in color because it, it looks really, damn. Un, it looks really, un, damn, it looks really unfinished. It should because it's great prototype, but it, I don't know. It's hard for me to say how I feel their superior looks when it's all monotone. Uh, that's all that's all they're showing, though. Seth, do you have any interest in combiner upgrades yourself or are you kind of mm. moving past that stuff? Moving on, man. Moving, moving along. Moving again. Moving on down the way. That's a that's a song from the Muppet Show movie, isn't it? Moving on. Close. Moving on somewhere. Close. Mo moving on. Beautiful dreamer. <laughs> no, that's from the best part of the Muppet movie when the when they find Doctor Teeth in the Electric Mayhem. Yeah. And they they fix up their car with a sick paint job. I need to watch that movie again. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a long every, while. Every now and then I just look for that part on YouTube. That's the best <laughs> part. That's part. Dr. Teeth and Electrum Mayhem, collectively the best Muppet. Yes. Yes, I agree. Uh, this brings us to Toy World, uh, which is a company I don't dislike. I just never really have a lot of fun with a lot of their toys. I just don't like what they do. Here's the thing about Toy World. There's enough people. I was They're talking to garbage. someone about this at the show. A lot of Toy World toys make my fingers hurt. Because they have <laughs> lots of really pointy corners and things. Because like, of the high leg content of the plastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like their toys just are like built to cut me. Like this cone head. We've seen him before. Look at all them sharp edges all over him. Like, what do you grab on that guy? You just have to put gloves on. Just get, get, get a grip on it. And then there's their cup. Get all of it. Their, their cup doesn't look super good. No. 
Your cup looks like someone's really gotta gotta push the pause button on this whole thing and like have a long discussion with somebody. Yeah, he's so thin. And not in a good like not in and, a good way. Yeah, but the robot's like weird thin, super thin, but then you get to the vehicle mode and it's like chunky and wrong. It's like it's it's like someone who kind of remembered what Cup looked like from the cartoon and tried to draw it from a fuzzy memory. It's the vehicle mode's not even close or I mean, it has some of the general concepts to it, but it's it's just it's bad. Yeah, it's like he, it's not that he's thin. It's like he's thin and he's thin horizontally, but his if you look at his legs, they're still really thick. They're just thin from the front. They they still go deep in the Z axis. So it's like he's he just looks like he's been flattened. Yeah, and I don't know what's going on with him. Like, it, I, I wish I understood what they were going for. It's not good. Uh, they're Optimus. I think I think I saw that Optimus at TFCon Toronto. I'm, I'm not sure. If maybe I'm misremembering. Uh, it looks fine. Uh, okay. He's all sharp though, so he's probably gonna hurt. Their Springer looks like an like like he's gonna turn my fingers into hamburger. <laughs> like with with all my experiences with Toy World, just all these sharp corners and things that, that click really hard and pinch. They all well, the pinch. Le- the legs on that Springer, like below the knee, are kind of like with that cup where. Yeah, they're thin but th- thick the other way, but then like his very short thighs are super small. Just has like these incredibly long shins. <laughs> and and his car mode, uh, the fans' toys Springer has the same problem. His car mode, like I'm sure it's coming from the animation. I like it better when if you're doing a Springer, you make his car mode have a little bit of a like. Like, look how wide the front is compared to the back. Yeah. And, like, the Fans Toys one, from what I saw in their, their CAD model some months ago, like, looks even worse in that respect, where, like, the back is, like, super thin and the front is super wide. And I, I think the cartoon model did that, but this is one of those cases where it's, like, fix the cartoon model with your toy, you know? I, just don't, I, don't, I don't really like him. Uh, and then they've got a Jazz who comes with a trumpet, which is kind of cute. Um, but there are two better looking jazzes already happening and this one doesn't seem to be trying to be aside from the trumpet this blues design doesn't look like it's doing anything to make itself unique and that's the worst thing I can say about one of these yeah it's fine but not it doesn't stand out yeah whereas like the G Creations one is all pearlescent and has like magnets for the doors and totally has its own identity. The the Make Toys one has got remaster engineering that will probably be really fun to engage with. The Toy World one, I don't have enough like I've not had good engineering experiences with Toy World. I've had like functional ones. So I'm like, I don't know. And then they're doing a Cosmos who has a real good looking robot mode, but it seems to be at the expense of his UFO mode, which looks yeah. looks real funny. <laughs> I was gonna say oh boy either okay so this company either (laughs) either it's fine but not inspired or something about it's way off yeah and i think with cosmos how off his ufo mode is which is just ridiculous um i kind of love his robot mode yeah 
It's just a little garbage can robot. Yeah. The only thing I'm worried about with this robot mode is like, look at how the shoulders connect to the torso. It's like yeah. a stick. Like, <laughs> like what? I. It's a confusing looking design. Like, I want to know how it works and like if there's a payoff when he's like in hand. But like, yeah, I, lovely robot mode on him. I'm. I might end up getting it just because this is another character my girlfriend's obsessed with. Yeah. And any kind of cosmos we've encountered, she's like, we got to get that. Um, so I might end up with that that one out he's, of all of these. He's not a character that everyone does either. Like he's he's a weird little dude. <laughs> and this is like a weirder version of a weird little dude. Like, you know how the official Legends Cosmos from a couple years ago was like, you know, one of the best Legends toys ever. And it's like Cosmos after he like went and learned karate and was all like lean and mean. Like, this is the other timeline where Cosmos was like, no one loves me. And then just, like, spent a, a year living on his couch. Cheeseburgers. Yeah. He'll gladly pay you today. No. He'll gladly pay you tomorrow for a cheeseburger today. That's not the line. <laughs> it's it's perfect. It's exactly the line. Uh, it's, it's not exact, the line. It's exactly how, I, how, I, how they said it back on nope. Popeye episode nope. one. <laughs> G1 Popeye. G1 Popeye? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Don't. Mm. Let's, let's I, not correct At least that. I tried to do a Peter Lorre voice like they gave him Tigress <laughs> in the cartoon. It wasn't very good. I'm not going to say I did a good job of it, but at least I made a half-ass effort when I said cheeseburgers. Um, but, yeah, that's not what Wimpy says. <laughs> I'll gladly pay you in two weeks for a hamburger right now. You see, we're in one of those situations where I don't know if you're just trying to be annoying or if you <laughs> really don't know. Sometimes it can be both. <laughs> it starts as not knowing, and then you try to cover the fact that you don't know by just making it worse. Is that what's going on? Well, I don't think that's covering the fact that I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you so, right no, now. If I just get silly enough with it, people just assume that I was making a joke the whole time. Oh no, I don't. I don't think people. I, I I generally operate under the assumption people think I don't know what I'm talking about. But it's it's still a fun. It's a fun canvas to play around on. Sheer ignorance. That being the canvas I'm talking about. Yeah. Ignorance uh, is a nice word for it. Yeah, yeah I, I like to see the bright side of things. Uh, it's, I'm also, you know, I can't see the bright side on this RC. No, it's really weird. It's like an RC that like started with you know the very good base of the classics figure that came out a little while ago. It's like the Generations toy. All right, cool. And then it like started to up the budget and then kind of stopped. And so it just looks like a half customized Generations RC to me. It how smooth and curved they made her waist is what seems weird to me because it all her robot mode at least on this gray plastic kind of looks like someone cosplaying rc hmm. because it's just the that waist bit is just it's too smooth and curved it's too organic looking it's weird like yeah, there's there's that and and if you go back to her car mode picture, that's actually the part that's really killing it for me. The rear half of her car seems to be missing. 
Yeah. There's just like those are just her legs. It's just her legs. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. Like I don't know what's going on. I don't. And this all seems to be like there's a trail breaker after this too. This all seems to be from some single project where all these prototypes were were designed and and uh, manufactured in in. It, like, given the different colors on Trailbreaker, I'd say there's got to be some plastic in there, not just resin. There's a hoist as well. The vehicle mode for a hoist. And it's just like, yeah, I guess that looks kind of like Trailbreaker. Yeah, the hoist is kind of terrible, the vehicle. Yeah. It's... A... Yeah, a few of these figures from this company seem... Just... It... Like someone who kind of knows what they're doing as far as toy design, but just isn't as talented as like people that work for other third party companies. If that makes any sense. No, I I hear you because I I look at these things and it, it the the stuff about them that works kind of makes me annoyed that it's getting squandered on another version of a character that is clearly not able to hit the marks that the other three or four versions are already hitting. Yeah, and then we're seeing this in gray prototype, and I'm like, does this mean you're not even going to have this out till next year? And like, I'm not. I I am the last person to say that it really matters that you get your toy out first, but when there's very little about your figure that actually stands out from the crowd as well, then that becomes a real issue. And it's like, you know, I think the way that Trailbreaker's torso closes up looks really sharp. I'd love to see that applied to someone else that isn't Trailbreaker, like just that that uh, skill of geometry, you know. And like the car mode looks really cute, and really fun. I'd love to see that applied to someone else, because I don't want it to be this Trailbreaker. I want to see it be someone else. Yeah, like I maybe this description about the quality of the designs from this company. It's like. You go to a convention and they have an artist alley. Yeah. And there's some like professional comic book artists there. But then the artist alley is made up a lot of of a lot of people who are just like kind of doing it for fun. Like they're not pro artists. They they kind of just make their their own stuff kind of as a hobby and then they get a table at a convention and sell it. And it's not bad. Like they're decent enough at drawing it's just but they're not good enough to be a professional comic artist so it's like they're selling this this drawing of wolverine they did that looks like wolverine but it's clearly not official artwork from somebody that marvel would have hired sort of a thing it's it's like it's it's pretty good for, you know, just someone who did it for fun and they have a normal job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like cuz the only reason I'm so careful about what I'm saying is that like I don't want to just blanket statement well they should just shouldn't do it cuz it's like no, there's yeah. there's some skill in here, you should do something. And I don't want to say well everyone else is already doing this character cuz like I've constantly said I'm happy to see very I'm happy to see all kinds of variations on the same character as long as they stand apart and like this one certainly stands apart just not in any like really notable way it just looks like it's vaguely different yeah and like some of their like kind of weird skeletal sharpness 
I think works pretty good on the cone heads. It gives them like a unique style. Mm-hmm. Like they're they look recognizable, but it looks like they have a style to them. Yeah, and in a way that like the RC really doesn't. Yeah, or the Trailbreaker and Hoist are just kind of bland. Well, the something... Optimus Prime is just kind of bland. Like there's no style to them. There's there's something about them that tells me the person working on them was told to do these characters, not that they came forward saying, I have a great idea for this character. And I think like that kind of just kills it it kills the the passion behind the design like super fast. Because it just makes it look like these were done for work. And like that's that. And it's like, alright, but in this field, this version of this field, like that's that's a shame to see. <laughs> Um, that looks like it's all for Toy World, so now there is Generation Toy. They're showing their Devastator, who actually is completely out now, so seeing the gray prototype picture is kind of silly. Um, that little Megatron who comes with them is out now. Uh, their Jazz came out about a week before the convention, so a lot of sellers had him at the show. Um, but I, I and I want to pick him up eventually, because I, <clears throat> I messed with two of their Constructicons, and Generation Toy have a really nice, like, hand-feel thing going on with their toys. Like, they feel super good. Uh, and this Jazz has some super cool gimmicks, like uh, the, the magnets I mentioned before. Like, the way that his doors work, when you open his doors in car mode, the thing that holds them closed is a magnet. So there's no, like, pegs or tabs or anything. And that's just a neat bit of design. Um... So I want to pick up their jazz eventually because uh, he he looks fun. Uh, I think these are these I think these are some new pictures of their IDW and or their IDW Optimus and Megatron from the uh, I guess the pre Chaos era. Um, I'm kind of excited about these only because my last experience with Generation Toy were some really good feeling robots, and I like these designs. So the idea of these designs being done by a company who makes their toys feel good. Uh, is something that I'm excited about. Uh, I think this is also the first time in a while we're seeing like a higher-end take on the Stealth Bomber Megatron design, which is one of my favorite comic yeah. designs in a while. Um, and it being done by this company makes me confident that it's going to feel pretty good. So I'm looking forward to these two. Uh, Seth, you, you you audibly reacted to the Stealth Bomber Megatron. Well, I just like that they're doing something different. Like, they're not just jumping on the G1 Megatron bandwagon here. Um, yeah, like, I don't know if we have seen anybody else take on the Stealth Bomber. Yeah. So, you know, congrats on being different. That's what I like. And I kind of like the Jazz. Yeah. Um, it it has, like, a cool, like, there's so much sculpted detail on it, which is neat. Um and the 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 car mode is so sleek and smooth looking while the robot looks so detailed and it looks like it's made up of all these bits it looks very mechanical very robotic and then the car is just so smooth yeah that's it's kind of neat the thing I about i don't know if i want it but i think it looks really neat it's 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 one of those figures where even if like i really want to pick it up if i can't like i want to at least transform one sometime because it, it their stuff uh at least the two constructicons of theirs i messed with the thing about them that really stuck out to me is that i felt i felt as as opposed to some of those tour world pieces i felt like a hundred percent design passion behind them like their constructicons are very original designs 
for yeah. you know a I bunch think of I remember guns. talking about these a while back. Yeah. Like they're all they're all they all have a, a pretty unique thing going on with like their scrapper maybe being the most slavish of the six. Uh and and I, I don't know, something about that I really like. There's a confidence behind it and like a, a very specific physical style. That's why I'm so excited to see them, you know, their jazz being out now. It's like, all right, like a post-Devastator thing from a company that debuted with a Devastator. That's like the best news. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, their, their jazz, like, in person, that car mode looks really cool because it's got like a pearlescent finish. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's super slick. And it's definitely not like like I, I would say it's not really like a masterpiece jazz he's like the same scale and the same kind of style of engineering but the robot mode is very much doing its own thing in some ways and he, you know he's not turning into the what the g1 jazz car was like that's a more modern looking car uh somewhat idw based if i recall correctly but yeah i, I really like what they got going on um after that is Transform Mission, who I believe is conf like I believe they said Transform Mission is a sister company to Generation Toy, so like very similar build quality, just a slightly different design ethic. Uh, they are doing uh, what they have actually straight up shown to be masterpiece scale Stunticons. The first of these is out actually. Their uh, their Wild Rider I think came out a, a little while ago, and uh, they are going for. Uh, Menasaur that's based very much on how he looked in the IDW comics. Um, I think they, they, there were a lot of details about how their Motormaster works that they went into elsewhere, and I don't remember them now, but there was something about like the way that the mass is used is, is somewhat unique, and uh, Menasaur's truck mode is the same size as the MP10 truck mode. Um, their stuff is like one where I'm really excited about it because I, I feel like it's it's somewhat up my alley, but... I want to wait till they're all out because I've done a couple of like buy them as they come out combiner trips and I'm kind of finished with that if I can avoid it. Like I'd rather wait till everything's out than, than grab it as a package deal. Um, but I, I've, as far as I've heard, their uh, their version of uh, Wild Rider turned out fine. Um, I think it was at worst he felt just sort of fine. Uh, he had a few bits and pieces that didn't that seemed a little bit generic um like his his limbs are not really like super stylized they're just kind of there but i i haven't messed with them myself uh seth you're you're a stunticon man uh leave, yes. leaving out whether or not you want to buy them uh how do you feel seeing how they look uh well as a self-professed fan of the menasaur team um i'll tell you where they lost me they lost me on motor master his head his head is not in a box his well, head is a, in between a couple boxes. There's a couple. There's a little bit of a box shape around that head. There's boxes near his head. It's a, there's an outline around that head. It's a soft box. It's it's garbage. It could be it's a bigger box. box. Hey, crap box. Hey, listen, garbage crap. Let's say let's say Doctor Wu. Let's say Andy Kaufman makes you a super a super boxy box head for that Motor Master. It wouldn't work. He's got those these missile racks that are in the way. They wrecked it. What if, what if it's, it's a tall box. It's a tall box, Murder Master. It. They ruined it. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> I think uh, the Menasaur combined mode looks promising. That looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, all the individuals don't excite me very much. They seem kind of bland. And then, you know, these are gray prototypes. 
So it's kind of unfair to judge fully. It's it's but, weird they showed gray prototypes because I'd swear they showed full color versions of all four limb guys really recently. Well, there are some color pictures on here. There there are, but like like the, you know the one on the right is out now. Yeah. But but they've had a display. I, I'd swear they had a display with the other two at least in colored plastics um, at a at a, an Asian event a couple weeks ago. So I don't I don't know. That's I'm not the one who sends the slides in. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, there, there's good aspects to it, but it's, I don't know. It mm. just doesn't quite seem enough to get me all worked up. I'll, I'll, uh, I was trying to think of a portmanteau with the word menisaur in it, but I simply couldn't. Yeah. I, I, I like the vehicle modes. Um, Motormaster's vehicle mode being in scale with MP10 is great. I think menisaur has potential. I don't really like the individual robot modes, though. Bah, I don't know. Bah. I think their limbs are all a little bit too long. That's the main thing I took from looking at them. Uh-huh. Uh, and then having seen reviews of Wild Rider, it seems like that's really his thing. Is He's just got... His limbs are a little bit long for what they're doing, so he just comes off looking a bit gangly. Uh, but yeah, I hope that they can finish that set, because... Uh, if the build quality ends up being the way that I felt about the first two Constructicons, then that, that makes me excited. Um, going on from there, we've got Garatron with their Thunderwing that they've shown a whole bunch of times. Who's gotta be coming out soon? I'm sure he is. I, I just don't remember. Um, and they're showing uh, some pics of their Unicron, who uh, I think I talked about him with the Even team a little while ago. But uh, they've got Galaxy Demolishor with all his lights and things. He's a gigantic ball that has two huge drill arms come out of it like the G1 toy that never got made. I think this looks fun. Um, there's also like a uh, an Armada Unicron variant, and I'm still not entirely sure what it is. Like, they're not giving it a name. They're not really saying anything about it. They're just always showing. No, we showing. talked about it on an odd show. Okay, I remember then. discussing the differences. Yeah, okay, then it was us. Yeah, I, I was hoping these slides would clear up, like, is this, like, just a remold, or are they going to be, you know, releasing this separately, that there's no info? I'm sure if I was at the panel, info would have been said. But, uh, I think these, uni like, the Unicrons look pretty cool. Like, I'm sure they're, they're very much a niche thing that, like, certainly not everyone's going to want to buy. I'm more tempted by, by them than, like, an Omega Supreme, because I'm like, if I want something gigantic, like, I'd like for it to be... Something that makes me feel excited aesthetically. Uh, and I, I like how, how much they tried to mirror stuff like those, you know, the drill arms coming out of the planet and stuff. Uh, it's certainly not like, oh, I'm going to pre-order it day one. I just, I think it looks cool. Uh, Seth, since I already forgot who I talked about this with, I don't even remember what you had to say about these Unicrons. Uh, I think it boiled down to they look cool, but I'm sure they're going to be way too big and expensive. For me, uh, this one picture where they're showing like the lights, yeah, uh, it's very Halloween ish, yeah, uh, it's just in time for the season. Yeah, good on them. You Print out this picture, stick it in your window. Your Halloween decorations <laughs> are done. <laughs> Spooky robot planet. Maybe, maybe next Halloween, if this toy's out, they'll do a special Halloween version that turns into a giant pumpkin. That would be great. My girlfriend might want one then. All right. We'll get it done. Uh, moving past him, TFC Toys are showing 
stuff I've seen already. Like, I don't think any of this is new. Maybe these color photos of the manta ray guy are new, but I'd swear I've seen those before. Hmm. The the full color photos of their Piranicon yeah. might might be new. I mean, it looks fine. It looks it looks like a good figure. If the if it's built, I've heard that their Seacons feel like they're built even better than their Lyokaiser guys. And if that's the case, I'm super interested. And especially since they they finally changed the friggin' connector for these guys to not be the one that Hercules used. Like I, I'm looking forward to seeing how this set sounds when it's all out. But I bought the Lyokaiser guy in piecemeal because I got really excited about him. And that kind of reminded me that I should not buy these sets in piecemeal because then I just kind of get bored of them exponentially faster. Uh, but I think I think their Seacons look good, you know, for what they're doing. I uh, just hope that they are not wobbly when they're all combined. Seth, are you a Seacon man, even in concept? Uh, I got that exclusive from Big Bad a while ago, and that really kind of soured me on Seacons. That, that, that set was not good. That was a, that was a poorly made set. Some of the worst stickers I've ever seen. Yeah, that's that. that like was, they were peeling out of the box. I want to say that set was a lot of business for repro labels when it came out. Yeah, I, I seem to remember the plastic didn't feel good. Yeah. It felt like a knockoff. Is if. Ew. Ugh. Uh, well, we also got to see some shots of Trinity Force, which is TFC's version of Rhodes Caesar. Uh, the big thing about this being that they've taken massive liberties with the aesthetics because the Rhodes Caesar guys don't look like real cars, and these do. Um, so the car modes are all sleeker, thus the robot modes are a lot sleeker. Um, I'm, I'm kind of interested in this because it's not just like a super slavish Road Caesar. Uh, the only downside of that is... Not a lot of people seem to care about doing Japanese G1, so this might be the only Road Caesar for a while. And if so, for people who are super fans of the show, it's a shame that their only option is also, like, basically a Neo Classics version rather than, like, something that is, like, the victory version. Um, but I, I'm, I'm also... I'm also way more confident about a TFC combiner that's just three parts where, like, two of them turn into legs. So, I don't know. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of into how this is looking. I want to wait, of course, till it's out. But uh, it's it's a nice twist from their usual like just doing scramble city guys kind of approach. Uh, were you ever were you ever into Road Caesar way back in the day or even now? No, Road Caesar was sort of in between. Mm. Well, it like came after I had fallen out of Transformers initially, and then wasn't something I reconnected with coming back. Yeah. I don't have like a hatred for Road Caesar. It's just it's from a time that I kind of missed out on. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, do you have time for Alien Attacks, a toy for a future movie upgrade kit? Uh, this is real end of the slide show kind of stuff here. Okay, Alien Attacks. Here we go. Upgrade what kit for for Human Alliance Leadfoot. No. Uh, upgrade kit for Revenge of the Fallen Leader Megatron. No, who cares? An upgrade kit for Movie One Voyager Ratchet. Upgrade kits for toys. I'm probably gonna end up dropping off a Goodwill before long. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's some stuff. And then there's there's no intro for this, but this next one is actually a different company. I think this is the Primo Vitalis kit, which is out now. It's the upgrade kit for Combiner Wars Optimus that 
He's by John Bonomonomatron. Uh, these slides are terrible. They're not showing anything that he's been sharing in the threads lately. Someone should have sent in better pictures. Um, but they're showing, so, you know, the other two colorways. Uh, they're not even showing the Nova Prime that they're doing, which they're getting scooped hard by Beelzebub's, in my opinion, lesser take on that. They should have showed more at the slideshow. Uh, the next Transbots showing new Ollie, their improved take on Wheelie. They, they did Ollie a while ago, and apparently he yeah. was a, a pile of garbage. So this uh, is. Uh, I wouldn't say a pile of garbage. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it bums me out that there's going to be an improved version. So he, he's out. Uh, word on the street that I've heard is that he's improved, but he's still not amazing. And that was like the last thing I wanted to hear about him. Because huh. I really I really like his design. It seemed like a fun toy. And I was like, all right, they're going to do a new and improved one. And then, I don't know, everything I heard was like the test shots of the improved one ended up being better than the production version of the improved one. That's unfortunate. And it really sucks for people who like reviewed the test shot. Because, uh, yeah, uh, I, I might be misremembering some stuff, but... Yeah, it's from what I heard, the production of New Ollie did not go super well, which is the last thing that needed to happen for X-Transbots. Uh, their Cyclonus was at the show, so I finally got to see what he looks like in color and in person. He looks really cool. He's not out yet, though. Um, do you know anyone that might be excited to get it? I do. I showed Kryn that Cyclonus immediately. I said, Kryn, look, it's another Cyclonus. And she was like, all right, he looks okay. Uh, I got. We were more interested in the teeny tiny Galvatron that he comes with. Yeah, it looks pretty awesome. Yeah, he's. Uh, I I got to review and like on loan their Scourge, which almost got me to buy it, but I was like, ah, I don't know. This Cyclonus though, I think just because I like Cyclonus a lot, uh, and he looks really good in both modes. Like I'm I'm very tempted. Yeah, this looks like a really cool G one ish Cyclonus. Yeah, and he's got his Target Master, and he's got the tiny tiny Galvatron. Yeah. There's a lot about him I, I, I kind of dig. And I, I would really like to actually buy one of 539's designs. 539 is the main designer for all of X-Transbot's like, masterpiece-alike stuff. I really And he, he shares a lot on his YouTube page of like sort of, sort of you know, doing a walkthrough of one of his toys when it, when it finally comes out. Uh, it's just a lot of his figures I end up not buying because they put, they put like cartoon visuals before anything else, which means their transformations are sometimes really difficult in ways that I'm not super into. I'm hoping that's not the case with this guy, because like I think there's only so much you could do to complicate Cyclonus. But uh I, I really we'll find a way. I really like 539's attitude, so I wanna I wanna buy one of his things and I'm hoping it's gonna be Eligos. They they also showed this picture of Abaddon, which is their uh Galvatron, but there's not been much about him, so that's about that. Uh, their, their Dante, their version of Inferno, is the biggest alt mode on a Masterpiece-style Inferno. I finally got to see it in person in the case at the show. That is a really long fire truck, is the best way I can put it. Uh, it, is, it is long, though, in a way that felt like it was trying really hard to be the longest. So, like, you know how Inferno's feet are like two gigantic pieces of a fire truck, right? Uh-huh. And you know how they kind of end up as the back bumper of the fire truck, but like with all the other stuff on top? Yes. Imagine if you remove his feet and then attach them to the back of the fire truck to make it one more foot length longer. And that's kind of what the alt mode looked like to me. I can't imagine that. It's, it's 
too crazy. It, it looked like he just sort of stretched his ankles out and was like, no, I'm bigger than the other ones. And so I, I that, that was all I really got looking at him. Uh, and then the rest of these pictures are just the usual redecos. Um, and one of them is just called Grapple in the slide. That's not, he's supposed to be called Da Vinci. It's his name. Uh, Mech Ideas is next. They're showing the CAD design for their Lyokaiser. I don't even know what scale their Lyokaiser is, but he looks okay. That's all I got. I think we've seen that before. Uh, Mastermind Creations showing a bunch of stuff that's already out. They're at show exclusive that I was six people too late to actually get, that being the Death's Head. I, I lined up for their Death's Head that morning, but I was six spots too far back in the line to get oh. him at the show. Uh, I didn't get him either. Damn it. Well, because uh, Jared didn't make it. He'll he'll be out later. They what, yeah, what I well, well, what they... What what Jared was able to do was what they did was they started taking names. Yeah. And he put my name down. So oh. then I've gotten an email saying, we'll let you know when it's time to pay for the rest of this thing. Oh, so you basically are secure then. Yeah. All right. Which reminds me, I still haven't paid Jared back the 10 bucks. <laughs> oh, he he can... said no rush. That, that was a dangerous thing to do. So Especially over, over a matter of $10. <laughs> yeah, he shouldn't have said no rush. <laughs> Because then that let me put it in the back of my mind. Might regret that. Luckily, he's a doctor, so he probably makes good money, and he, he's not waiting on that ten bucks to eat or something. He's gonna just like walk up to you the next time you're both at the show, it's like punch you in the ten face. Bucks. Like, I'll just be like, "Hey, let me get you that ten bucks." A matter of ten dollars. You got change for a twenty? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Start a whole thing. It's like, no. I'll pay you the ten back. Fifteen years later, this this ten dollar debt just being keeps passed going back, back and, and forth. forth. Yeah, I only have thir a thirty dollar bill with me. Um, moving through all their photos, it's well, a lot of stuff. We've, future, that's your thirties. Right. Moving through all the stuff we've already seen, reformatted Moors. I think some of these shots are new. Uh, so Moors is that kind of that kind of Star Trek shuttle looking thing with the spikes on the front. You know, like a Star Trek shuttle. Uh. He turns into the really big guy with the big the big hands. But Ryback? The, yeah, he turns into Ryback, but he's got like little Ryback vestigial hands on his flanks. Uh, this is Thanks. another member of the DJD. This is one of the two big members. Uh, the two big members were the ones where a lot of people were... <laughs> hey, big member. Right, the, the, double, the double Bs. Uh, a lot of people were like, I don't know if they're actually going to be able to make these, and I guess I'm okay if they can't. But Mastermind was not okay with that. Seems they are making one of the two big guys, and that's great because this is this is one of the. I think this is probably the kookier of the two big guys, because like we never saw his vehicle mode in the in the comics. All we knew was that his the the, the clear cockpit looking thing thing in the middle of his stomach was a smelting pool. Like he had like a, a smelting thing built into his stomach to melt people in. Uh, so that's well, weird. It's for torturing, you know. Uh, he uses his little hands to, like, stuff you into his stomach, and he uses his big hands to close the lid, and then he half melts you and then spits you back out. Uh, I, I really like... Kind of sounds like a jerk. He is. He's he is not a nice person. I uh, I like the alt mode, though. Like, the vehicle mode looks cool. It's just like a little shuttle thing. Um, it'll probably be pretty pretty fat, because this guy's a big guy. And Whoa. the other the other big guy, like, 
You know, if they don't make it, now they've crossed a road. If you make one of them, you got to make the other big guy with the X on his face. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. X now. face. That the X face guy's whole thing is that instead of having a smelting pool in his stomach, he's basically got like a gigantic like mulcher in his stomach that he like stuffs people into, like a like kind of like a robot wood chipper. Uh, and then they like you know all their bits spit out of his back. It's pretty good stuff. They seem like pricks. They are not nice people. They torture. They they maim. Uh, after that was no. Uh, they enhance interrogate. They kind of do both. I'm trying to figure out the acronym that that would form, and I have nothing. Tell me, tell me later. Tell me later. KDB. Kind of do both. Yeah. Megatron, Seth. You can kind of do both Megatron. So this is a reformatted Megatron where you can build him into... You can, like, swip, switch his head and his torso and stuff. So he's, like, you know, minor Megatron before he became leader of the Decepticons. Before he became major Megatron. That's oh, right. Yuck, 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 yuck. Before he became big-time Megatron. This is super based on the IDW comics. Uh, there are some aesthetic... Uh, differences that people have been quick to point out. I am assuming a lot of those are for the sake of a transformation. Uh, it's kind of cool that they're providing all this stuff in the set, like three gigantic things to swap around on his arm. Um, the prototype was at TFCon. I got to mess around with the robot mode a little bit. Uh, he was not able to transform because there were some pieces missing, but it felt pretty good. Uh, he's totally got an Alex Milne-style face. Uh... This is basically like your modern era IDW Megatron, um, and that it's it's kind of the only one there is so far. Uh, one big talking point is the the squiggly things on his chest; uh, those are molded in and they stick out a little bit far. I kind of like that, but you know that's kind of a give or take as well. And uh, the various different cannons are mostly so you can give him like the a big tube G one cannon. Or the very the one on the very left with the red tip is kind of looks more like the front of a spaceship. So if you want his alt mode to look like a spaceship or like a flying cannon, I guess that's that's your choice you can make. I think it looks cool. Reformatted toys have always felt super solid to me, so I'm I'm way into another one, especially since he's an, a fully original design uh, and not a remold of anyone else. A lot of people thought he might have been a remold of one of those torture guys, but he ain't. Uh, unfortunately, if you're not into the current comics, I'm sure there's way less of a draw on this Megatron. So, Seth, what do you think when you see this Megatron? Uh, that there's other Megatrons out there that interest me more. Hmm. What about when you see that big drill? Uh, I mean, I really like that they're doing what they're doing with being able to swap parts and make it different styles of Megatron and having all those different weapon attachments. I mean, I think they're doing cool stuff. It's just mm. not being a comic reader. This design isn't... I, I don't have any connection to it. What, what about that big fat drill? That's cool. It's a big, it's big, big drill. Cool. I want to sit right down on that thing. Is it the... What? Huh? Is it the kind of drill that pierced the heavens? You know, it probably could. I wouldn't say... Oh, I just noticed something really funny. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you know that... So you know that, you know, the, the, the pistol barrel that sticks up off his back, right? Sure. When, yeah. you, when you dress this one up as a miner, you replace the pistol barrel with, like, the tiniest little drill cone. It looks like an ice cream cone. 
that's sitting over his shoulder. <laughs> ah, that's adorable. Anyway, that, that I mean, you could probably pierce the heavens with that drill. I'm not going to lie. That's cool. Um, the rest of the Mastermind pictures are things we've seen already, I think. I'm just going to quickly scroll through. Oh, no, there was one other new thing. Um, they're doing a laser beak in their Ocular Max line. And this prototype was was uh, was there. It's pretty big because it is a laser beak that turns into a cassette the size of an actual audio cassette, much like that Ravage that they released. So not a micro cassette, but like a you know a cassette you'd stick into a Walkman. Um, and the thing they discovered, or at least people at the table discovered, his like double triple jointed feet mean you can actually get him to grip onto like your finger, or like grip onto like the edge of a of a book or something. He can hold stuff, or he can like perch on things. So. I'm glad to see this line moving forward. There's also like a picture of their in-development Rumble Frenzy. Uh, it's it's a cool concept uh, to have like larger cassette bots that turn into, you know, semi-scaled actual audio cassette sort of shapes. Um, yeah. And I think that's it for that line. This is, oh yeah, there's also Ocular Max is doing Saltus, which is their own version of Springer. Uh, the main reason I'm interested in this one, other than my general enjoyment of Ocular Max and Mastermind stuff, is I like the armored car mode because it doesn't look like it tapers into a pinpoint at the back. It looks like it actually is a car, which is nice. Uh, the robot mode looks fine. Um, I don't... Is there a picture? Oh, yeah, there's a picture of the chopper mode. Chopper mode looks like a chopper. Yeah. Um... And that's that for Ocular Max and Mastermind. Ten more companies to go. Takes us to fans project. <laughs> like, I, can you imagine doing this in an hour in front of a crowd? No, because we've me. been going way longer than that. This is ridiculous. Did yeah. they just like gun through the slides? Like I, how they must they do have. This? They must have. I, I We're stopped. not talking about anything. Here's the slides. Badoo, 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 yeah. badoo. Any questions? No? Okay, we're done. Because here's, uh, here's Remaster Downbeat. This is the Make Toys Jazz, who can do, like, both door options. That's cool. He was on he was on the show floor. Uh, I think he looks pretty pretty neat. Um, and the other reveal was Thunder Manus from the Cross Dimension line, which is uh, the more stylized, superposable line they're doing. That's, this is the Power Master Optimus of, of that series. Great uh, name. Thunder Manus is a pretty darn good Hello. name. I am Thunder Manus. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would get out of the way as somebody who introduced themselves as Thunder Manus. Be like, you know what? You can have my seat. I thought of something that rhymes, but is it might be too crude for this show. Ew. For a way that he could introduce himself, but it might Ew. be too rude. Uh actually we're almost done because this is the last set of slides. Um, there's also the reveal that uh, Striker Manus, their Optimus Prime that kicked off the cross-dimension line guess what, they're doing a black repaint what? it's going to be called Striker Noir unheard of uh, Striker Manus is a really friggin' good toy I've been, I've been messing with mine since I got home so I'm probably going to pick up Noir and if Thunder Manus is as good as Striker Manus then friggin' yes I will. cross-dimension I'm super in on those are good toys um, how do you feel about uh, about the jazz downbeat? It looks more like something that would blend into a masterpiece shelf than some of these other jazzes we've been looking at. Jazz eye, yeah, and like that other one, I don't remember exactly what it was named now. The one that I said like 
had a cool style with all the gribbly bits. And oh, yeah, yeah. Detail. Like, that, I don't think would fit in with masterpieces whatsoever, uh, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't want G Creations, or G Creations, I don't want Generation Toy to start trying to make their stuff fit masterpiece. Yeah. They have such a solid aesthetic already going on. Like, just stick to that. Yeah, this looks like it could fit with masterpiece. And then, you know, not having seen final color version and whatnot, who knows? Maybe they really blow it. Just paint him purple. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just paint him like like yellow, but like yellowed plastic yellow. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see him do the G2 jazz colors. That'd be neat. Just for the hell of it. Call it extra blue. F you, that's why. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. It looks more like it would fit with Masterpiece if that's what you're after. Yeah. So If it's really been chapping your hide that there isn't an official Masterpiece jazz yet, this might be the one for you. You, you want to know the name of that other jazz, the Generation Toy Jazz? Because it's, it's a pretty great name, but it's also kind of like... It kind of makes me like go like, huh. Jerk bag. His name is J4ZZ. Okay. So they replaced the letter A with the number four. Uh-huh. Because that's how you do it in elite speak. Yep. So that's his name. All right. And when I saw that name, I was like, <laughs> I was like, come on. <laughs> Give me something. Hey, everybody. It's 1999 again. <laughs> ah, it's J4s. What's up, J4s? Uh, and that does it. Uh, Seth, I don't think you have even seen any cross dimension stuff so Whoa. accusations oh i don't think you've even seen it accusations or educated guesses i don't know yeah i don't know either i wish they showed thunder manis's vehicle mode because that's the only thunder bummer is, like obviously he's a truck of some kind but like show me what kind of truck you know give me ideas he's a manly truck yeah I don't know. Uh, cross dimension is well, like the, the thingamajobs on his shoulders. Kind of make me think Power Master Optimus Prime. Oh, he's totally, totally. Power yeah. Master so Prime. well, there you go. But look, that's what kind of truck he is. I don't know. I want to know what their take because if you go to Striker Noir, you can see like his truck mode is like it's got its own thing going on. I want to know what the you know their Power Master thing is. Well, what do you think it's going to do? Turn to a pickup truck all of a sudden? Maybe. All of a sudden, it's a rusty pickup truck. It's like instead of a big trailer on the back, it's like a giant bucket. It turns into Maynard from Cars. Yo, I would buy that. <laughs> don't don't tease me. Um, final slide. Thanks to all these people. You, the fans. See, see you in Chicago. <laughs> Hold on a second. I don't. I don't think anyone was reading that slide. I don't think. It, I don't think it matters. I guess that's there for us. That's there for well, you. Maybe me, they're Seth. talking about next time. Yeah, next time in Chicago. I guess so. next year. Uh, now, now we just imagine them like clicking through the pictures for the panel, just been like click, 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 and then someone goes, can can you back up? We didn't get a good look. No, we got too many. Click, click, click. See, we timed this out. This is the pace I have to go to get through them all. Y'all, y'all, y'all might be joking. I've literally seen that happen at least twice. Or someone in the car goes like, slow down! And then the, the whoever's running the panel is like, they'll be up on TFW after the panel. We just have to get through this panel. And That's like, not fair to the other fan side. I'm like, who's this? Pa-? That's the thing about the third party panel I don't get anymore. Is like, who's it for? Like, 
everyone sees the pictures online afterwards. It's literal hell to show them all. I think it's for the ego of the TFCon organizers. Just I mean, to feed their egos. Like, yeah, we got all this stuff. But I mean, is it? Because, like, Ryan, the guy who does the panel right now, like, he never seems super happy about having to barrel through 500 slides. Well, that's not the part that they get pleasure out of. Okay. It's getting it. It's the prestige. It's being part of, yeah. part of Big Toy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're going to take Hasbro down a peg. Show all this third party stuff and they can't stop us. Well, speaking of Hasbro pegs, Seth. Yeah, where's this going, right? Did it even make any sense? I don't know. I mean, I figured it out, but. Let's talk about what we got this week. Oh! I don't have my app ready to go. No, neither do I. That was my goose noise, I guess. I uh, always think next time I have to have it set up ready to go, and then I never do. I've been I am there right now. Wait a minute, what the crap happened to my app? <laughs> a bunch of stuff that was in folders is now scattered around everywhere. Did you go to iOS ten? I did. And then well here's the problem. This is the first time I've plugged it in to my computer to back up in like over a year and i think that really busted everything so, so just put his hand on your folders and then just smeared oh, them across are, the no these are all apps i deleted it restored them ah right. i was like what did you do computer and he it was all like i made you better thank you i found the air horn app well done now I gotta delete all this crap again. Uh before you delete all that crap again, I'm not saying you can't do it fast, but Seth, did you get any on topic stuff this week? I did. Ooh. I got several uh Titan Return Master Toys. Alright, Titan Return Master Toys. Yes. My favorite third party. <laughs> um What the hell? Where did all my notes go? There there. Notes. So I found Eight Face Brawn and Clobber at Target. Alright. Right. So those are all cool. I really like Brawn the most. I love Brawn. I love his little car. I love his face. I love his tiny little brawn face on his robot face. Yeah. It's so tiny. I just I love the hover cycle thing out of that car. Like yeah. turn it inside out. Yeah. Eight face is cool. Clobber's alright. I don't have a problem with it. Mm. Um, they're all good. Like those little guys. Uh, then when I was hunting um, brainstorms at Walgreens, I found uh, Chrome Dome and Highbrow. Ooh. So I just grabbed them. Because it's the first time I've seen any of the Wave 2 Deluxes anywhere. Yeah. So I just got them. Um, I know everyone seems to hate highbrow. That's been the the mem going around. It's weird because once I got him, I was like, I think he's fine. Yeah, I mean, he's not great. Other deluxes are better, mm. but it's not really bad. I really like his his head. Yeah, his, I really like his face sculpt. I think he works pretty good in robot mode. Vehicle mode's kind of oh. 
not great, but it's fine. It's very simple. Yeah, is that just, part of the problem? Are I, people I, mad that it's too simple? I, I think it's just like he's the okay guy amidst a bunch of better than okay guys or something. Like, and and there's the part where like he shares kind of like a spinal column with Scourge, and a lot of people didn't like Scourge, and then it, I think it turned into like pre hate for Highbrow. I don't know. Yeah, they need to get over it. But Chrome Dome's pretty pretty good. Like him. Mm-hmm. Right now I have his two guns on his the hood of his car mode or on the roof of his car mode with Braun sitting in it. I love that. So when I was opening up, I, I passed the vehicle mode over to the girlfriend. She's like, I like the colors on this guy. He's cool. I'm like, I'm going to make him a car. And then I hand her the car. And she's like, the car's cool. I like the colors on it. It's a neat little car. It's like tough looking. I'm like, yeah. And then I put the guns on the top and I stick Braun in and I hand it back. She goes, now it's like Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to attach the Braun vehicle in its gun mode to that thing as well and put another little guy in there. Oh. Just stack everybody on Chrome Dome. <laughs> so yeah, I dig it. Chrome Dome's cool. Nice. Um, And then I got Machine Robo. Or not, yeah, bike robo from Machine Robo. Oh yeah, mine mine's been in a pile of loot forever. I still haven't actually messed with that toy. Yeah, mine's been in a pile of loot forever. It arrived today. I've just taken it out of the box. I haven't transformed it yet. I don't feel that I could really give an informed opinion, except for so far he's pretty neat. Yeah, I got him in this this weird little like I'm ready for action pose sitting on my desk right now. Kind of like one knee bent, like he's he could he could book it. Yeah, he's, or he's lunge at you. The tough little guy. Yeah, I uh, they they had some uh, prototypes of upcoming machine robo figures in a case at at Agabus at TFCon, and at the reviewer roundtable we got to mess with like all of them, and it was me. The reviewer roundtable was like six or seven of us, but the only people who seemed like really interested in that line was like me and Boris from ages three and up. So it was like the two of us going like this stuff's so cool. Everyone else is like, are we done yet? Because we did all the Transformers. And I'm like, y'all shut up. These are really neat. <laughs> so it, was it just the uh, the Blackbird and Cement Truck guy? Or so those two, those two were there and they felt nearly done. I didn't get to transform any of them, but uh, I posed the Blackbird a whole lot. Uh, and it felt it felt nearly done. It felt really good. Uh, but they all the, they had a bunch of great prototypes as well. And like painted ones with like Turbo and Phytor. Uh, and uh, the Train. And uh, the space shuttle, um, and, oh, and, yeah, and uh, and uh, I can't remember his machine robo name, but in GoBots he was called Blaster. I think he's like he turns into like a Thunderbird's vehicle with two missiles strapped to the top. Uh, he's pretty cool. <clears throat> they had two of the bigger ones there, like Tough Truck and Super RC Truck, like the big massive sixteen wheeler guys. Uh-huh. And then they had a new one there in Great Prototype that I hadn't seen in any other photos before. And it's of, uh, I think it's called Jet Transer. The, the Transers were like these, they were basically like duocons where like two vehicles would combine into one robot. But they were also, at least the Transer ones, if I remember right, they were often a land vehicle and an air vehicle. And the land vehicle would have like a transport spot for the air vehicles. Like this guy is like an F-15 jet and a big orange trailer truck that the F-15 can be carried in. And then the trailer truck like turns into a robot with no head and a huge hole in its stomach. And then the F-15 fighter jet, like just rides straight into the, the torso 
and like the cockpit folds down to form the chest and the head pops up is super cool and like the fact that they're doing it in this line i'm like i was flipping out and nobody knew what i was talking about when i was getting so excited it was great like i saw it on the show floor and whoever i was with in the dealer room i was like holy crap it's one of the he's jet transfer you see that and people were like what did you just say i was like it's it's none of you know what i'm talking about huh okay and i tried to look it up on my phone and i couldn't find any pictures and then it was shameful but yeah uh the mixer robo and the the cement truck guy and, and the blackbird they both felt super good and the and the cement guy like he looks so kind of dumpy and weird like as he should but i love that his weapons are just a pair of friggin' hunting knives <laughs> so he's like this really weird looking dude and you want to point at him and go like ah, you're funny looking and he just pulls two knives on you and starts walking towards you and you're like whoa 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 um but yeah, they uh, they felt really really good. I'm, I hope they come out sooner than later. Like they felt so ready that like those two being fourth quarter feels like next month kind of fourth quarter. So I hope it's that fast. Uh, anyway, that was a tangent. That's relevant. Bike Robo sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, anything else on topic on your end? No, not the. Alright, I uh, I opened up some stuff I hadn't opened, so I, I opened up Titan's Return Rumble, because he's the red one, and uh, Ravage. Uh, Rumble is basically Titan's Return Eject with a different head, so there's not much else to say there. Like, it's a good-looking head sculpt. But uh, Ravage is my first experience with the mold, because I, I never bought Stripes, because who would buy Stripes? Not jerks. me. Yeah, jerks, that's who buys Stripes. Uh, so Ravage has a different head. It's a, Zebras. it's a really good Ravage head sculpt. Like, it looks exactly like what you imagine Ravage would look like. Like, the kind of, you know, the in-between point between the G1 toy and the cartoon. Um, and I, I actually like him a lot. He's really fun. Uh, when he's in Ravage mode, like, he's got three points of articulation on each limb. And his head can look up and down. And then, like... All the panels on him that look like they'd be awkward and, like, you'd just be, like, moving them around and it would be all, like, panel shuffly. Like, there are solid locking points for everything on him. So, like, his tablet mode locks together solid. His airplane mode locks together dead solid. And I kind of like it. So, I'm I'm pro Titans Return Ravage, but I maintain that's because Ravage is bringing a good game to the table. He's got charisma. Um, so, I'm, I'm saying I like this toy. But I'm not buying Stripes, because Stripes probably does it all worse, because he's Stripes and he's not Ravage. Uh, Ravage knows what he's doing. But it's it's not a bad toy. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Maybe I built up the image in my head a bit too much of Stripes being garbage just because I thought it was funny to talk smack on Stripes, and I still do. He's my crankshaft or whatever that toy was eight years ago. But no, I'm, I'm very pleasantly surprised by Ravage. Um, he is a much better toy than Laserbeak. So Laserbeak is still, and Buzzsaw, they are still the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, oh, and then I, I opened up uh, a third-party toy I got, Fans Project Severo, uh, which was their convention-exclusive version of their Grimlock. Uh, so you know how they have these Dinobots and they keep releasing the Diaclone color versions at conventions? I think yes. you were there for one of them. Um so I don't have a picture of Diaclone Severo, so I'll just send you a picture of normal Severo. But uh, he's okay. Um, I still want to get normal Severo, the DX version, because he comes with two weapon guys who turn into hammers, and he comes with a throne and a crown. And then I kind of want to get rid of the rest of them, because I just want those accessories for this one. 
Um, because this one's got like the diaclone color scheme where there's a lot less uh there's a lot less stuff going on he's got like a blue pelvis and he's got like chrome on his chest and everything and his sword is blue instead of red which is kind of weird because i think the diaclone versions of the other guys didn't do that but actually i might be wrong i think maybe slag did uh his transformation's okay uh his robot mode's okay his t-rex mode has a massive underjunk like it's this huge like yeah. this enormous lump of stuff right on his crotch massive underjunk uh, yeah and, he, and he's also got a really short tail but it's like fully articulated but incredibly short so i'm like not it's confusing he's okay he's not like the best toy in the world um he has some like he's, he's not actually all that poseable for all the joints that he has a lot of his his arms well his, his shoulders mainly smack into his backpack constantly so there's not like a gajillion poses I can get him into, but I can get him into all the ones I want to get him into. Um, I like him. Uh, and and I mostly like if someone would just sell me all the accessories from the DX version of Severo, I would do that. But I don't think anyone will because it seems whenever I bring that up, people are like, oh, that's the opposite of what I'd like to do. I'd like to just buy all the accessories from someone else or just keep the weapon masters or something like that. Like I, for a second, I thought I, I thought someone was telling me that they would sell me the two little weapon guys that the normal one comes with. But then they were like, Oh no, I meant like I would trade you them for the diaclone driver that your version came with. And I'm like, no, I want to keep the diaclone driver. I don't, I don't want to get rid of him. I want all the little men. Um, but that about does it for my on topic, uh, this week. Uh, so Seth, did you, did you do anything off topic at all? No. Well, yes, but it all came today in that box with Bike Robo, and I barely got Bike Robo open before we started recording. Ah. So it's not even worth talking about yet. Well, I'll be there for next time. Yeah, lots of Star Wars, lots of Marvel. I, I, uh, I got a Star Wars guy. I got the other Black Series guy I wanted to get from Rogue One. Uh-huh. I got The a- guy that looks like he's cosplaying Hoth Han Solo. No. Oh, bummer. That guy I find highly uninteresting. That guy is going to be the peg warmer of of the wave, I believe. It's the only one I see anywhere. Yeah. It's probably because he just looks like a dude. Yeah. No, I, I I'm gotta... hoping he turns out to be a cool dude. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. When when the movie happens, but like I I want characters to be cool. I want more Podamerons. To be sure, uh, but no, I got a I got a Death Trooper. Neat. Uh, it's it's okay. It uh, it feels a lot better than the First Order Stormtrooper from the last Black series. His elbows bend enough. He's kind of weird and spindly. Like he looks thin. He looks like a weird, gaunt, thin, creepy dude in Stormtrooper armor. Um, so I, I kind of like him. The only bummer about him is, as far as I can tell, this is an actual problem. All the stuff on him that's supposed to be really like bright, toxic green is extremely dark, almost invisible, like basically black. So he's losing out on some really cool paint opportunities. Oh, um, but that, that about does it for what I got this week. So I uh, heard a kid in Costco this weekend explaining to his mom what a death trooper was. What is a death trooper? They're kind of like stormtroopers, but they're all black. Ah. It's like, this is the Death Trooper. It's the Death Trooper. And the parent was like, all right. It's like, it's like a Stormtrooper, but it's black. That makes it a Death Trooper, not a Stormtrooper. <laughs> well, that's adorable. 
I want to adopt that child. But I probably won't. No, probably can't. I don't know if the parents are going to want to let them. Yeah, that's, it's probably Dude. illegal, actually, if I just walk up and say I'm adopting your child. There's probably well, laws that, against that. Yeah, that's called kidnapping. Uh, is it, though, if, if someone's really napped? What if they say, no, I want to be adopted by this person who is adopting me entirely on the basis of something that his friend said I said? I don't think minors have the legal ability to make decisions like that. Oh, this kid was a minor, too. Well, in my brain, I was playing out a much different scenario. Did you think I was talking about like a teenager? Yeah. I was saying, I was, <laughs> they say, Mom, this is tough trooper. I was like, oh boy. Waterheaded idiot kid. Don't stop with the death troopers. That's the part that made it more more fun. Um Well now I know what a death trooper is. Yeah, it's a stormtrooper. Why? Oh, so there's speaking of all these different sort of stormtroopers. So like there's like these scarf troopers. Oh yeah, no, I lost track of all that immediately when all this right, pre-order went up. Which led me to ask so there's all these variants of this. Do you got your stormtrooper, your snowtrooper, your scout trooper, your death trooper, your scarf trooper, tie fighter pilots, which are they kind of look like stormtroopers too. The the adat pilot was a variant stormtrooper kind of armor, which finally made me ask my girlfriend. I'm like, are these all specifically trained troop types? Like if you're a scarf or shore trooper. Was was is what I was thinking. Shore troopers are going to be in Rogue One. I'm like, so is that like a division of the Imperial military, the shore troopers? And so, if you're a snow a snow trooper, that's what you are. If you're a shore trooper, that's what you are. Just playing as stormtrooper, that's what you are. Or do they put on the armor that is required for the terrain that they're going into? Like, is Benny a snowtrooper on Tuesday, but on Friday they're being deployed to a different planet, so he changes his armor for shore patrol, specifically? <laughs> it's... I want to know. This well, power structure. And I'm sure someone's going to link me to Wikipedia. I was about to say, I can tell you where you can go <laughs> to find out. Wikipedia. I bet they don't even have a good answer. Well, you can you can look it up, and also the listeners can let us know in the thread. Uh, right now, in fact, because this podcast is done. Uh, we've completed episode 431. Thank you no, all for tuning in. You're done. Uh, thank you, Seth, for joining me on uh, on this kooky day that it was. It's an old, old school Thursday recording. That's right. Just as I was about to reply to you with, like, oh, man, I got to figure out what my weekend looks like. I get that DM of, like... The world just changed. What are you doing tonight? This is what I'm doing tonight. Well, I forgot about the show I was going to on Sunday until I was in the process of writing you that message. I was about to say, uh, Sunday should be wide open. And I was like, oh, no, we're going to that Eric Idle, John Cleese thing. Ah. How terrible. We're going to go be entertained by two really good comedians. Legendary comedians. Awful. How could we? Um, yeah, uh, we pulled it off. We accomplished something. 
So uh, we'll talk to you again next time. Stay tuned for more. Hit us up on WTF.TFW2005.com. Hit us up on the iTunes, on whatever else. The Zune store is where we could use some real support. And uh, hope you had a good TFCon if you were there. And if you weren't, then I hope that you're happy because none of us are there anymore. And it hurts. Yes. 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 Yes.